0: Uh, That's
1: and... Hi, this is Booker T, the 5 What's WCW champion, and you're listening to game?
2: Network.
1: Yo, monkeys, it's me, TTP, the king of Bada Dings, the master of the diamond cutter, the three time, three time, three time world champion. And you, or well, you monkey, you're lit on the S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Bang!
2: Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Slash, Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real.
3: It's heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network.
2: Yeah,
0: and I wouldn't want to be here.
2: Hey, you listening on the SNS network, and that's the bottom line.
1: The Stone Cold Set
3: The world
0: is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired.
1: Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised.
4: One, cell is on? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the three time, three time, three time Wrestling Radio Show of the Year Wrestling News Live. Oh, it's it's three, With the bad boys of Wrestling Radio, the trade dog. He's got his own microphone, Tony. Larry, Mike. And JJ. All caps. Sex A. Stay thirsty, my friends.
5: And the winner of the People's Choice Award is.
1: Wrestling News Live. Here are your hosts, the Trey Dog and JJ Sexy. All
5: right, guys. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Wrestling News Live, right here on the SNS radio network i apologize i'm a little frazzled at the moment i just got some um breaking family news just now that's that's got me a little little upset and uh the show's got to go on right now obviously we couldn't make any arrangements to change things at this point um but we do have a a full show scheduled for you tonight Uh, we're going to be joined here in a few moments uh by none other than uh former strike force light heavyweight champion and now uh someone who's made news recently uh, in a lot of different ways, but most notably for signing with both Bellator and TNA Wrestling. I'm talking about, of course, King Mo Lowell. We're going to be running down news of the week sponsored by Wrestling-Online.com. We're also going to be running down the happenings on tonight's Monday Night Raw, as well a very special email that I want to read to all the WNL listeners whether you're archived, live, uh, something that impacts us all. And I want full participation from you guys tonight. I want your phone calls, and I want your thoughts on what I'm going to read to you tonight. With that being said, I want to uh, kick it over to the host of Wrestling News Live. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog is in the house. Guess who's back. <laughs>
4: do piss me off. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? They ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back it up. They say I'm cocky, and I say what? They ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back it up.
6: I
7: don't know how to say it. I don't know what to say. I, I, I just want to say, uh, you know i'm sorry to hear about that jj and uh i I don't know i I don't know (laughs) i'm at a loss um i will say that uh go puck yourself is trending worldwide on twitter right now i didn't know that until i went over and sent a tweet to let people know we were going live um i just whoo all right um Time to get the show started. We uh, started a few minutes early because we will be joined by King Mo here in just a little bit. Now, this is going to be something that I've always wanted to do, but never completely done it. And by that, I'm going to leave for the first time, basically, the interview up to the listeners. And what I mean by that is I was on Facebook this morning And told them to give me their questions for King Mo. Now, I'll throw in a few of my own, of course. But um, I'm going to let you, the listeners that posted on Facebook, basically do the interview. I'm going to read your questions. I'm not going to read your names. You'll get credit when people see them next to your questions on the Facebook page. But I'm going to read your questions to King Mo and let him answer them. Them for you um i don't know a whole lot about the mma side of things and uh i won't even i won't be that hypocrite that pretends that i do because you guys know that from listening to the show that it, i'm a fan of mma i don't follow it religiously and to be honest with you until all this came about i didn't know what bellator fighting championships was so i'm not gonna go on there and pretend to be you know the uh you know Howard Cosell of MMA Interviews, because I'm not. But apparently you guys know enough about what's going on that you've asked some really good questions. And I read through most of them today, and I read through most of them just shortly before we went on the air. And um, I think the best way to do this is to let you, the fans, have this interview. And when, when, when we start the interview, I will definitely start with your questions, so... We'll, we'll go from there. Other than that, good to have you back, partner. Um, it's funny. I was talking to some people that that know both of us, and they were, like, blown away when I told them that you and I really don't talk during the week.
5: It's true. We don't.
7: I, I think they think that you and I just sit here at the computer and talk all week long, and, you know. And I said, I actually don't talk to JJ that much. And they're like, no, I'll get out of here. No, I really don't. I send him a message once in a while. He replies and sends me a message once in a while. That's about it.
5: And every once in a while we'll be on Xbox Live and, uh, you know, we'll we'll chat back and forth. or, um, Yeah, but, I mean, really, we, we don't spend a lot of time talking. I, you know, I mean, I've worked with guys in the past, you know, uh, a la Tim Stein, where I used to talk to that guy every day. And, uh, you know, I mean, I just, it's just different that way. I mean, not that I don't, you know... Uh, not that I have any dislike for Trey. It's just we're busy doing other things. And, you know, I mean.
7: We know when it comes time to do the show, it's going to get done. So there's no. I don't have to worry about JJ to ask JJ, have you done this? Did you do that? Will you do this? Can you do that? And he doesn't have to do that with me either.
5: Um, I just got a message. We're actually still waiting on uh, on King Mo. We're we're trying to get that lined up right now. Um, I guess, you know, while we're waiting on this, I'll go ahead and, and kind of expound. <clears throat> what i said in the opening um I, I just literally as the intro was playing to the show i just literally sent trey a message and told him what i told him which i'm going to reveal to the rest of you right now um this has been quite frankly the worst year of my life considering that in january my father passed away um i'm dealing with all kinds of medical issues from harmony right now and uh i just get a message as the intros playing from my brother Matt, um, and he lets me know that my uncle Bill, my dad's uh, my dad's closest brother and my favorite uncle on my dad's side, um, has suffered a stroke, and um, so I'm I'm am a little uh, I'm a little bothered about this you know right now. Um, apparently, the prognosis looks good for recovery. He's going to have to have some rehab. But uh, my Aunt Marcia called my brother today and told him that he has had a stroke. So I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, if I'm missing a beat tonight, you know, please excuse me. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to leave the show right now. I can't on such short notice. We're going to get through this tonight, and, uh, you know, I'll figure out what to do after this. But, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. My uncle, uh, my uncle Bill has had a stroke.
7: Thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family, and uh, everybody been affected by this. And you know, it's it's a big show tonight. I mean, it really is for a lot of different reasons. Um, people in the chat room were saying I thought the interview was recorded earlier. We had scheduled it for earlier today, uh, but King Mo had a television appearance that in, con- contradicted with the interview. And of course, TV wins over internet radio. So we decided to make it live so that JJ could participate um, and be part of the show. And Um with that and everything else we've got going on, another major announcement that we're making is not this week, obviously, and not next week, but two weeks from today, Wrestling News Live is changing. Wrestling News Live is moving from Monday nights to Tuesday nights, and it will be 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. So earlier in the evening, for you Archive listeners that have always wanted to listen live, now may be your chance. Uh, we're moving it to 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern, which is, by my count, on my clock, two and a half hours earlier than we normally are on Monday nights. So that will give you archive listeners a chance to listen live. A lot of people are are seem to be happy with this. We put this on the message board. I say we. JJ did. He put it on the message board. And so far, it seems to be overwhelming in the favor of moving Wrestling News Live to Tuesday nights. So that's what we're going to do. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, JJ, I'll let you expand on that if you'd like.
5: Well, I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's be real. Uh, The big reason for me personally is that, you know, with Wrestling News Live on Monday nights, you know, we start right after Raw. It doesn't give me a lot of time to get things prepped and ready for the show. And honestly, I'm up most of the night archiving the show, you know, editing, doing whatever I need to do to the show and going to bed extremely late, you know, well, I'd say early Tuesday morning, um, which doesn't bode well for my, uh, my productive 9-to-5 day, which sometimes is 12 hours. Um, I, I just, you know, I, I've been feeling burnout from this for a while now. And, um, I, I, you know, I talked to Trey about this and something we've discussed in the past about moving w to another day um well we've discussed a lot of things and i think right now that's the main reason but i also like the idea of moving it to tuesdays because it opens up at an earlier time archive listeners that only listen on the archive because it's it's on so late on monday nights i think that that's um it's a huge opportunity for us to capitalize on a new listener base you know people that might not listen to the show on monday night because they're listening to something else or it's too late for them um might, you know, come by and check us out on Tuesdays. And I think that's what we're trying to shoot for. I think there's a lot of potential there, and there's a lot of room for growth. And and I think it's just easier for me to get everything archived, go to bed early on a Tuesday night, and, you know, all is right with the world.
7: So mark your calendars two weeks from tonight. Wrestling News Live moving to a new time slot and a new day on Tuesday nights at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. So hopefully we'll see you all there. I'm afraid to go into anything that we normally do in in lieu of the fact that we'll get a message at the interview this time, you know.
5: Yeah, I mean, so let's, uh, I, I listened to you guys last night on Sunday Night Showdown. Right. I thought you and Bronx did a fantastic job.
7: Thank you. A lot of fun doing those shows.
5: From what, from all I gathered, it sounded like TNA was a pretty good show last night.
7: It was it was uh, a good show with a better crowd than they had the month before, but the deal was they started off with a tag team match that was really hot and got everybody into it, and then there was a couple of, uh, uh, they weren't bad, but they weren't great. They were just kind of their matches, um, filler matches. The crowd was really into Tessbocker over Gail Kim, uh, but thank God, Gil Kim retained because I don't think Test Walker's ready. But the crowd really wanted Test Walker to win. Um, after that, they 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 turned up the fire on the dancing chicken, and uh, they had. Uh, I, I haven't had a pay-per-view come across my eyes in some time that I can recall where I said this is the match of the night, and then the next match I said no, this is the match of the night. And the next match, I said, no, this could be match of the night. I haven't had that happen in a long time. That happened last night with starting with Jeff Hardy and, uh, or starting, excuse me, with, uh, uh, Mr. Who, no, who, who was in the match? Austin Aries and, and Bully Ray. That's right. Uh, those two going head to head really stole the show. I, st- after going back and watching it again today, I'd have to say that, that Austin Aries and Bully Ray was probably the match of the night. And when was the the last time you heard that about Bully Ray, or had I said that going in, you just thought I was a crackhead?
5: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, look, I know a lot of people have given Bully Ray a lot of shit over the years. I've never been a big Dudley Boys fan, to be quite honest. Um, I don't watch TNA. I've caught it on occasion on a couple of, of, you know, on a couple of rare occasions, and I'm still not impressed, or at least I hadn't been impressed. But I have noticed the times I have watched that. He really has improved quite a bit. Um, I don't see him as a world champion, but I I can give credit where it's due, and I think Bully Ray has done a fantastic job um, to get to that spot. Now, last night in the chat room, someone actually, and I I threw up my mouth a little bit at this, someone in the chat room, and I can't remember who said this, but they actually compared Bully Ray to Rick Rude, and I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me.
7: Whoa, 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 whoa like
5: that comparison is just asinine
7: now there are some things i would like to tell bully ray like maybe come up with some new ideas of things to wear because he wears the same thing to the ring and he's like a simpsons character he's always in the same outfit everywhere backstage in the ring outside the arena you know Change it up a little bit, wear some different shirts, come up with a, a, a TNA shirt of your own to sell. Um, that'd be my first thing. My second thing, which is really petty, I guess, but my second thing would be um, focus a little more. I mean, he's in everybody's business. He's in everybody's business. hes I mean, when you need a bad guy to be in somebody's business, he's in their business. Focus. You know, focus on one guy. You know, if you if you want to focus on Austin Aries, focus on Austin Aries. If you want to focus on Joseph Park, focus on Joseph Park. You know, don't come to the ring every time uh, a babyface is cutting a promo and interrupt him. You know, we know you're a bad guy. We got that memo received, Email taken, post replied to. You're a fucking bad guy. We get it. We understand that. Okay? But focus on one guy at a time to, to feud with. Other than that, um, I was really impressed with him in the ring last night. I will... I never, ever, ever in a million years thought I would say that Bully Ray had the match of the night in a singles competition match. But I'm going to say it. He did. And he pulled off some moves that blew me away. That that one-man 3D was amazing. Was absolutely amazing. Um, But... Still, Austin Aries, TNA, a lot of times, the main thing you hear about TNA, JJ, and you've heard this before, is that they don't build their own stars. They're too busy pulling WWE rejects, that they don't have their stamp on a guy and say, this is our guy, other than maybe AJ. I think Austin Aries, in this babyface turn that he's gone through, I think that's their guy. I think Austin Aries minus the Gay Cape. I think Austin Aries as a baby face could could make the X Division stand out again.
5: Is that the if, is that the PC term we're using this week from Glad the Gay Cape?
7: The Gay Cape, yes. Um, you know, have, have you seen the Cape?
5: Uh, no, I'm afraid I have not.
7: Okay. Well, when I tell you it's gay, just take my word for it, it's gay. Okay. Um, if the Cape could go to a gay bar and chug cock, it would do that. I don't know that the Austin areas would like for it to do that, but I think it would if it was left
5: unattended. Um, so, so what you're saying is the Cape actually hangs out at the blue oyster bar from the the police, from the uh, police Academy movies.
7: Yeah. It goes from the blue oyster over to the toolbox and back and forth.
5: Okay. Depending on
7: what, depending on what bar has a better drink special.
5: Okay. I got you.
7: Um, I think that Austin Aries may be TNA's guy that could put the X Division back on the map. And when I say that, he can't do it by himself obviously. He's going to need help. And the problem is, you could bring in a guy like John Morrison and I think that I think TNA would probably elevate him to the world title picture as opposed to letting him utilize his, you know, high flying ability in a in a good series with Austin Aries.
5: Trey, we, we, For the we, we, title, we've got a dispute going on in the chat room. Apparently, um, Tennessee Cowgirl says the cape is fabulous. It's not gay, it's fabulous. Well,
7: the fact that a woman used the term fabulous when describing said cape tells you all about its homosexuality.
5: So I'm guessing by the use of fabulous, would it be wrong to say that John Cena Sr., who actually goes under the gimmick Johnny Fabulous, might also be considered that as well?
7: Well, it depends on your vernacular. Okay. Now, okay. when I say the word fabulous, I can say the word fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. But when you come out and you're announced as fabulous, it's different.
5: <laughs> uh, point taken.
7: There is a difference in the vernacular. It's just all in how you say it, I think.
5: It's all in the delivery, too. But You, uh, you, just you know, I mean, you know,
7: James Earl Jones, back in the day, would have said... This is CNN. It's fabulous! Then people wouldn't have taken it so seriously. They wouldn't have said, oh, that's a good news channel. That They would have thought that's a gay channel. I if swear, I, said that.
5: I thought you were going to say, I'm your father! I'm your father, and this is your other father! And we live together! Oh.
7: Look for the uh, television spinoff on Fox, Two Jedis and a Baby.
5: I, can, I cannot... Uh, you know what? I cannot... Confirm nor deny that we have had a cease and desist letter from Glad, and that's why we're moving to Tuesdays. I cannot confirm or deny that rumor.
7: Right. No, I'm not turning all Jeff Garcia, because that would mean I'm feeling pretty crisp.
5: Oh, so what else kind of... uh, I mean, since we're on the topic of TNA last night, I I kept hearing match of the night, match of the night, match of the night. Fabulous, (laughs) pay-per-view. Well, now I really don't want to see it.
7: I mean, I just, you know... We, we, we kind of got the ball rolling a little bit with Hardy and Anderson. Match was good. Match was great. But the ending, I, you know, and I haven't, I've been so busy with other things besides wrestling today that I don't know if it was an Earl Hebner fuck-up. I don't know if, you know, Hardy kicked out too soon. I. It makes no sense to me, though, with the, with the role that Hardy's been on and the fact that you almost, all of us already know that going into Impact, he should be the number one contender until Storm comes back. But, you know, how could you build that up and then give him a loss at the pay-per-view to, to Anderson and have him hug it out? I, I don't understand that part. That ending right there really, um, in almost every review you read or every audio review you hear is going to be a hang-up on the overall letter grade of that pay-per-view. The ending was fabulous! The ending was not fabulous, I can confirm, and nor deny. It was a very weird ending. But the match itself was good, and then you go into um, Austin Aries and Bully Ray, and I really went into that going, okay, let's just get this over with, um, you know, I, let's just get this over with and move on to the next topic, next next match. But it, it was one of those matches where Austin Aries hit Bully Ray with everything but the kitchen sink, and Bully said no, and then would smoke Austin. And Austin would take a bunch of abuse from Bully Ray and get up and be like, okay, is that all you got? And Bully would be like, damn, he took all that. And then he'd give him some more. And he'd be like, damn, he took all that. And Austin, no matter what Bully Ray did, Austin kept getting up. And that itself made the match very, very good. And there were some spots in the match that made you say, oh, my God, is that guy dead? You know, I mean, there were some spots in the match where I thought Bully Ray killed Austin Aries. And Austin just popped right back up like... All right, let's go.
5: You know, it sounds to me like uh, the old Tommy Dreamer match from ECW. You know, where he yeah. just he's taking Thank a beating. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? Exactly.
7: It was really, it really, you know, and and being that Bully Ray was in this match, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if they looked back on that for their blueprint for this match.
5: Probably so. I mean, I think that's that's probably a good, uh, probably a good theory and a good comparison to use. Uh, that's what it sounds like from my point of view.
7: I mean, at one point, Austin Aries was on all fours, hands and feet, knees bent on the top turnbuckle, getting ready to jump off for a missile drop kick. And Bully got up and in full run, lifted his leg and gave Austin a boot to the fucking chops. I mean, right in the face. And Austin didn't slowly let go and roll down the back. He flew off the top turnbuckle and almost overshot the guardrail. And when he got up... It looked like he'd been whipped with a, a, you know, whip across the back or had baseball back to the back in, like, three different places on his back. It was all bruised and red and very painful. But he got up, and the match went on. So, at the end of the day, when the smoke settled the dust cleared, I told Bronx, and he agreed. (laughs) Match of the night has so far to go to Bully Ray and Austin Aries. Now... AJ Styles and Angle came out and did their best to, you know, steal their thunder. But I think they came up a little bit short. And the ladder match, albeit a great ladder match, it had a lot of high spots and a lot of crash and bangs. I think it was about 10 to 15 minutes too short. But that's the guy not in there banging his body up on ladders telling you that, too.
5: Now, what about uh, so, Kurt Angle and AJ Styles?
7: Well, the match was good. And... Thanks to our friends over at 4down.org where we made our predictions and came in first place last night, by the way, um, as a group. I picked with interference because I thought that with everything going on with the Dixie Carter picture storyline that, you know, Kaz and and, uh, Daniels would interfere. And they did, but it, it was quick. It wasn't. It, was, it, it didn't have really anything to do with the final outcome of the match because the pinfall was kicked out of. Um, but at the end of the match, once Kurt Angle did, in fact, beat AJ Styles for the 1-2-3 or the tap-out, whichever it was, I don't remember now. I think it was a tap-out. Maybe it was a 1-2-3. I, I don't remember. Um, either way, um, Daniels and Kaz had hung around ringside long enough to go back in the ring and pick the bones of the defeated AJ Styles. While Kurt Angle was somewhat celebrating and he turned and looked over his shoulder and he watched the two of them beating on AJ and he ran in there and cleaned the ring on AJ's behalf and then helped AJ up to his feet and lifted his arm in victory and uh, basically ran Kaz and Daniels off as they were talking smack back to Angle. He said, and I quote, if you've got a problem with him, you've got to go through me. And now I think that that, that Kaz and Daniels are the new tag team champions due to the first match of the night. I think that now you'll see Angle and AJ team up to take on Kaz and Daniels and run run for the tag team titles.
5: Which should be interesting. Uh, You know, it's funny. I uh, I actually did my picks at four down and I did Harmony's picks. And... uh, you know, I, I kind of knew what direction she was going for the picks. Yeah. And I'll be damned if she still didn't get better picks than I did.
7: Yeah, she came and, in like third overall. And, and <laughs> I
5: picked her fucking picks. That's what kills me.
7: Somebody settled a Facebook page today, Ha! Huh, I don't even watch TNA and I finished in the top five or something like that. The, the reason you're able to do that is because, like I said on the Facebook page, when you don't watch the product and you just go in and pick, you pick with your head. When you watch the product and you're invested in what's going on, like I am, you pick with your heart and your head, and sometimes your heart lets you down. So, are you getting the same word that I'm getting from Rick?
5: Um, I was just going to tell him we're going to give another couple minutes and we're going to move on. I, I don't, you know, I'm not doing a three-hour show tonight. So,
7: if Rick is still listening, when we had our conversation today and I was as adamant as I was about doing a pre-tape, this is why. This is why I wanted to do a pre-tape. I don't care how good a friend the guy is to you and your show. This is the kind of shit that happens when you promote a live interview. You're at the mercy of that person, and I hate being at the mercy of anybody.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, no offense to King Mo or anything. I, you know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know, I got segments to do and I got things to do tonight, so we're not going to be doing a three-hour marathon. So I'll give him a couple more minutes, and if we don't have him, we'll have to reschedule and we'll do a pre-tape or something. But this is. uh
7: I mean, I would still like to get it on our network this week, if it has to be a pre-recorded thing. It has to go straight to archive, right? Because I want to be one of the first to have this opportunity to interview the guy, and I have a feeling that he's getting ready to start doing a lot of interviews in other places.
5: That's what I hear. So, so, and to finish it off, uh, as far as the main event, um, what was it? RVD versus Bobby Roode.
7: RVD went back in a time machine to about three or four years ago in this match. He really did. He looked great. And he busted himself up the hard way on the ladder. He had a big contusion on his elbow where he was bleeding profusely. Looked like he might have cut his tricep also. And they had only two ladders in the match, a black ladder and a great look gray ladder and both men used the ladder as a weapon quite a bit um i would say up until the end of the match bobby rude was rvd's whipping boy and any way you could hit a person with a ladder rvd figured out how to do that to rude he either at one point hit the van terminator with the chair in the corner and you thought that might be it, but neither guy really tried to climb. There were, I'll put it to you this way: in a typical ladder match, there's generally four or five spots where a guy tries to climb the ladder and get the belt. The other guy knocks him off, or the ladder falls. There was none of that in this match. The one time a person tried to get the belt and climb the ladder, he was successful. But but with that being said, it was still a really well-scripted match, uh, very well laid out. There was one spot where Rude had knocked um, RVD to the floor, and RVD got up on the apron, and Rude used the ladder like a catapult, or like a, like a spear, I guess, and speared RVD in the stomach, knocking him back to the guardrail. He then set up the gray ladder to try to climb it, to get the belt. And as he did this, RVD jumped up on the apron, sprung up on the top rope, and used the top rope to spring himself onto the ladder that Rude was climbing. And when he did this, what Bronx and I couldn't figure out was, was this on purpose, or was it a botch, on rvd's part but one of his legs went right through the hole in the ladder and he missed the ladder swung down and hit the floor but it looked like it could have torn everything in his leg and it was really gross it was really it was a really gross moment it it was one of those moments where you, you you gasp and you're like oh my god is he okay but rvd didn't waste any time selling that He got right back up, went to the side of the ladder that Rude was literally climbing up, and was punching Rude in the back as Rude was kicking RVD in the head trying to go up. And again, another part of the the match that I don't know if it was on purpose or if it was on accident, but when Rude kicked RVD off the ladder so that he could eventually scale it and pull down the title... He kicked RVD off the ladder, and when RVD went down to the mat and did the bump, he hit his head on the hinge area of a, of a, of a steel chair. Wow! And it like knocked him out, I guess. Which I mean, it, he hit it hard, hard. There wasn't no, there wasn't no, you know, come close and sell it. He hit the son of a bitch hard, head first, back of his head. And Rude climbed on up the ladder and pulled the belt off and was your winner. But uh, very physical. That's why I say it's easy for me to say the match really needed about 10 more minutes. These guys gave you everything they had. And like I said, RVD looked like he was wrestling three or four years ago.
5: I'll have to check that out then because it sounds pretty pretty amazing.
7: I guess if you were to compare it to a book, the pay-per-view would have been a tale of two pay-per-views. Because the first half was just kind of okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was, it was okay. But the second half was off the charts. Very, very good show.
5: Well, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. We'll come back. We'll bring Bronxie on. We'll talk a little bit uh, of the Raw recap and kind of get the show uh, under wraps. So also, give me a minute to kind of regain my composure a little bit. I'm still a little fucked up right now. But uh... um,
7: As far as this interview is concerned, guys, I apologize. I, I... I I'm glad that Rick tried to do this. I I appreciate the effort, but this is just anymore. You've been in this business as long as I have, as long as J.J. has. You start to get gun-shy when it comes to these live interviews. And you want to promote it because you want your listener base to be excited. You want them to tune in. At the same time, you don't want to promote it in, in the case of the fact that the guy knows shows, like tonight. And I was promised beyond a shadow of a doubt. This guy was going to be here not to worry about it. The, the, him showing up was the least of our worries. Well, apparently not. So,
5: well, and there's there's no heat on on Rick. So, you
7: know. no, no, not on Rick at all. I mean, I appreciate what he did and hope that we can do it again and hope that we can do it sometime during the week and pre tape something. But this is just why I hate doing live interviews. Listeners always go, God, it was taped. Why can't it be live? This is why
5: it's true. Well, I tell you what, guys, we're going to take our first commercial break. We're going to come back, talk Monday Night Raw, what happened tonight with the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella, right after this. Stay tuned for more Wrestling News Live. Oh,
1: you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody!
3: Oh, you didn't know? It's me! It's me! It's that D-O-double-G, the Road Dog, Jesse James.
1: Hey, this is badass Billy Gunn, and you're
3: listening to Wrestling News Live
1: on S N S Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you,
6: wrestlingonline.com the official news source of wrestling news live if you're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues and the best part just like wnl it's free Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com.
7: You know, in the world of pro
8: wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff.
5: They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth.
8: That moment when uh, silent rage blows the gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart,
7: but
8: don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network.
1: Sandy ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Buckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes so buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the sns radio network it's go time
6: In March of 2012, the two former hosts of the popular cause radio show, the phenom Charles Shane and Mr. Money on the Mic, jj 6 reunited on Friday nights to cover WWE SmackDown, the latest news in the world of professional wrestling, the world of gaming and entertainment. If you tune in on Friday nights, starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, on the SNS Radio Network, located at www.SNSRadioNetwork.com. Perhaps you can listen to the U-Team on the new Unplugged.
4: The band is back together! WWE superstar Randy Orton the Viper engineered to eviscerate designed to dominate flawlessly precise and ferociously powerful an unstoppable machine of flesh and blood and on Sunday May 20th he is going over the limit live Sunday May 20th only on pay-per-view
9: Oh!
10: This is
4: China. You're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network.
5: All right, guys, we're back right here. Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the mic. JJ, take a deep breath. All caps, sexy. And, of course, I'm joined by the founder and host of Wrestling News Live. Of course, the uh, outlaw of the IWC, the man you love to hate, the Tray Dog.
7: Asshole extraordinaire.
5: We're both assholes, and we know it. And we've always yeah. known it.
7: Egotistical assholes.
5: And we're going to cover that a little later on in the program.
7: If I had a T-shirt that said, I'm an asshole, I'd probably wear that some day.
5: I just, you know what?
7: I... Because then I, you don't have to worry about people getting, you know, confused or missing the memo. I, but you, know, I, you you're you're rude to somebody. They look at you like, "How dare you?" You point at your chest. "Bitch, I'm an asshole." It's right here.
5: What do you want? See, I have to preface this right now. I, we we were sent an email to the WNL inbox over the weekend, and the subheading was that we didn't have the sack to read this email on WNL. That Trey and I. Don't have balls, ladies and gentlemen. That we don't have the sack to read this email because it will drastically affect the way that you, the listeners, view us, the hosts. And I cannot wait until we break this down and get your feedback. I cannot wait for that. But before we get to that, we are going to go ahead and talk what happened tonight on Monday Night Raw. Joining us on the line, ladies and gentlemen. He is the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. What's going on, dude?
8: Really? 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 Someone thought you guys wouldn't read an email? Are you kidding me?
7: Basically, say we don't have a hair on our nutsack if we don't read this email.
5: Well, but ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. I hope this individual spent Mother's Day with his mom yesterday because, after all, she did, in fact, save his life. If she had been good at head, he would have never been born.
7: Oh, wow. Shit. Wow. Shit.
5: So I hope it was a good Mother's Day for her. I really do. Damn. (sighs) Anyway. Now go ahead. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back down to business. Uh, With that being said, let's go ahead and run down the events of tonight's Monday Night Raw.
1: It's time for your
11: WNL Monday Night Raw recap with Don Bronx, the Bronx Father. He's fabulous.
8: Yes, he is. I was going to ask for the night off because, well, just we'll get into it. The show starts with John Laurinaitis talking to Triple H about Brock attacking him. Says that was never his intent. Uh, Triple H basically cut a promo very similar to the one Edge cut where Brock is an insult to all the hardworking guys in the back. Laurinaitis says that he wants Big Show to apologize yet again. In our first match, we have Cody Rhodes and Daniel Bryan versus Santino Morella and CM Punk. Yes, Santino and CM Punk. Santino Morella and CM Punk win with the go to sleep on Cody. Our next match, Alicia, Fo- Alicia Fox, excuse me, versus Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix wins, and when she goes to attack Alicia after the match, Layla comes in for the save. Big Show versus Kane. Kane wins via choke slam, and after this match, the Big Show is humiliated and fired. Brodus Clay, R-Truth, and Kofi Kingston versus The Miz, Biff Swagger, and Dolph Ziggler. And, um... Clay, Truth, and Kofi go over and win. Uh, During this next match, which was Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho, Sheamus comes out for commentary, and Jericho gets the win via disqualification because Sheamus interferes in the match, and Sheamus and Orton have a confrontation afterwards, and Raw closes with an announcement uh, after brutally insulting John Laurinaitis Eve brings a paper into the ring and it says that the match this Sunday between Laurinaitis and Cena will be one-on-one, no special referee, no one is allowed at at ringside. The only way to win is by pinfall or submission, and any superstar who interferes will be fired. Uh, And if Laurinaitis loses this match, he will be fired as the general manager. And we end with... John Laurinaitis slapping John Cena in the face and walking away. And that was Monday Night Raw.
7: You know, I got to say, one of the things I took away from Raw tonight that was probably one of the few (sighs) things that I enjoyed about Raw tonight was Sheamus showing Randy Orton that he wasn't afraid of him. Yeah. Because every superstar... Since just about the time, oh, about the time Orton was running around with DiBiase and uh, Cody Rhodes. um, About that time on, especially after the transformation into the Viper, um, it seems like every superstar has been really afraid of Randy. Randy. And it was good tonight to see Sheamus get in the ring and go, what? I'm not afraid of you, dude. I'm not afraid of you. He kept saying it. I'm not afraid of you. You know? And I thought that was great. It was, it was good to see a superstar step up and be like, come on, man, you're, you're all nothing. You're hyping promos. Come on, bring it. Your tattoos don't scare me. (laughs) You know, it was, it was good to see that.
8: Do you see a heel turn here, Trey, for one of these guys?
7: Um, Because I think that, you know, Randy Orton has become a babyface because of the crowd's reaction to him, as has Sheamus, which the WWE wants to keep Sheamus a babyface, and I know this because if they didn't, they wouldn't have squashed the Brian Danielson-Sheamus feud the way they did. Have you ever had... A small. Have you ever seen something on TV or, or seen a comic strip or something where there was a small fire that could have been put out with the palm of your hand, but somebody grabbed the fire extinguisher and, you know, <tries> <tries> wasted the whole extinguisher on a little bitty fire? Yeah, sure. It's called overkill.
8: Uh, I was just going to say that.
7: That's kind of what they did with that feud. They overkilled it with the fire extinguisher because the way it went down and the yes, yes. Yes, 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 got so popular so quick that Sheamus was beginning to get booed. Did you notice that? Yes. Absolutely. And I think WWE said, whoa, wait a minute. We've got to do something to keep this guy babyface right now because that's where we want him to be. Let's get him out of this Danielson feud and get him into something that can keep his babyface status. I don't know this is the way of going about it with Randy Orton, but I think if the crowd had its choice, it would cheer both guys. Well but I think Randy Orton needs to be the heel here.
5: I agree. You know, I, I, I hearken it back to the Randy Orton character, uh back in late two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you know, when he was running around with uh with legacy, kinda of running uh you know, kind of running his backup for him and he was beating the crap out of everybody. I mean, he's a guy that cost uh, CM Punk his first title run. Uh to me, this is the same Randy Orton that tried to blow up John Cena at Extreme Rules, you know, with the pyro. Uh, to me, that's the Randy Orton that we need back, and I really think they need to, with Sheamus being the flavor of the month, and I think that Sheamus has long-term babyface appeal. I think that he's going to be around for a while. Um, in so many ways, Sheamus, and I've said this so many times, I know, and you guys are probably like, oh, it's a broken record here. To me, Sheamus is Razor Ramon. You know? well,
7: well, he's a he's a bare knuckle boxer in the days of padded gloves.
5: Exactly, I mean, but he just reminds me so much of that Razor Ramon character, you know. And I'm not talking about because of the finisher, you know the you know the fucking Outsiders Edge powerbomb that he does. He just he has that same vibe of character that Razor Ramon had.
7: He just shrugs it
5: off. Exactly, and I think that you know he's going to be that guy that you know right now he's in the main event. At some point, will he always be in the main event? I'd like to think he's going to have a long career ahead of him, and he'll be one of the big, the, the, the top guys in this industry for a while. But, I mean, even if he doesn't uh, pan out to be a, a certifiable money-making main eventer, I always see Seamus as that gatekeeper to the main event. He's always going to be that guy yeah. that's that's working the other guys to get them to that next level. And I think. And I that, also,
7: I also think that he's the kind of guy that you can take the world title off of him for a few months and put him back in the Intercontinental U.S. title picture.
5: Yes, I agree.
7: And it won't hurt him,
5: but because
7: I, he's still going to be the gatekeeper, even if he's holding a, a secondary title. You know, um, he's that guy you want to like. I mean, he's the guy you want to go have a beer with. Especially when he goes, fella. And yeah, he's, his his Irish accent is infectious, and people they take to him. And that's the problem is that the, the people took to him, and they, they made him a baby face, and the WWE ran with it. Um, another thing from Raw tonight that I enjoyed was the tag team match. And I think that Ziggler and and, and Biff Swaggler might be at the end of this rope. They, they need to do something. This is getting boring. I don't know what they need to do. J.J. and I have armchair quarterback fantasy book the breakup of that tag team forever i'm tired of doing it i'm tired of giving them ammunition and giving them ideas that they're not going to take it but to continue to put them in matches and to continue to you know make it just mean nothing is getting old and now here they are over the limit with a chance to be tag team champion not 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 primo and 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 Geeko, the fucking former tag team champions. Now, they don't get a shot, but but Ziggler and Swagger do get a shot. Um, it's time to basically shit or get off the pot with these guys. And I can tell you right now, with them just putting the belts on Kofi and Truth and having no real reason to strip them, of course, I said the same thing about Magnus and Joe last night, but... With that being said, I don't see them pulling the belts off of off of Truth and Kofi for no reason, which leads to another swagger Ziggler loss. Why? Why do we need to continue to make these guys lose? Why can't we split them up, get some kind of a feud out of that, and then let them go their separate ways and let Ziggler climb the ropes and climb the ladder?
5: You know, and, and I you make a good point there, and I think that's what we're probably going to see the prelude to on Sunday. I really think that If you've noticed, it's been more about Jack Swagger lately than it has Dolph Ziggler. I mean, have you noticed that with Vicky? I mean, you know, she's always really over-promoting, you know, Jack Swagger. And, you know, Dolph is important, yes, but it seems like Swagger has kind of uh, caught her eye a little more. And I think that what we're probably going to have this Sunday at Over the Limit is Dolph's going to get pinned, and I think we're going to have some dissension in the ranks. I mean, I don't know if they'll go – you know, full-fledged break them up and start them feuding on Sunday, but I think you either go that route or you at least have um, you at least have the the seeds being sown and it starts there.
8: Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat>
5: excuse me, Ziggs
8: and Swags are two guys who I think can it, go on it, their own. Isn't
7: that cute? Yeah, isn't that cute? Ziggs and Swags, aw. Because I
8: like both guys. You know, um, okay, yes. Do you Ziggler,
5: have... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you have action figures of Swags and Zigs that you sleep with at night?
7: You do. You recreate matches with them. They, you wrestle your G.I. Joes with them, and they got your tag team titles, which is a piece of leather with gum stuck to a quarter.
5: Do you brush their teeth before you put them to bed?
7: Do you do, Ziggler? Do you do do you do Swags' hair before you put them to bed? <laughs> God. Anyway... <laughs> How many, how many, how many times do you brush forward and backward through his hair? Do you count to a hundred?
8: I don't even know how to respond to that. I just don't.
5: Do you, but, do you, do you know what you do to, to get over this? Anyway, moving on.
7: Uh, what? No,
5: you, Bronx. I, no, anyway, no, Have we you on.
7: nothing? You just say, other, and just say, moving right along, and you go to the next thing. You guys have totally taken me off my game. Totally. Complete. But that's what we're here for. That's what we do. We're oh, like the, the two old right. Muppets at the top of the theater. We're just shouting down insults to you as you're performing.
8: What I was going to say is I think
7: both no, of them... No, no, no. No. <laughs> what do you want from me? Have what? you ever heard the term in other news? Or moving right along? All it's right. like you've got to have a bulletproof shield with us.
5: Meanwhile, back at the ranch...
7: Back at
8: the ranch, what did you guys think about Paul Heyman coming out and saying that Brock is suing Triple H and the WWE for violating his contract? And then Triple H putting his hands on Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman saying, guess what? I'm going to sue you now, too.
7: Well, I thought that J.J. and I might argue about this. Okay, like I could see J.J. going the side of Paul Heyman, which I normally would. I understand, his, I understand his lawsuit with the Laurinaitis stipulations that were added to the contract because it was a verbal binding agreement. I see that being plausible. What I don't see is how any one person with the insurance that the WWE has to carry, you're talking about me and JJ, two guys that have literally had to have wrestler's insurance, we've paid for wrestler's insurance, multiple times in different states because every state is different we've paid the price we've gotten into the ring we've taken bumps we've been a part of shows i can honestly say as small scale as our indie shows have been where we've done that i would just imagine that on the grand scale of the wwe where a fan can run in and interfere in a match at any time and get the shit knocked out of them by by a wrestler I would just almost guarantee, I would almost bet my paycheck that if you get in the ring, you can be assaulted. By getting in the ring, you give up your right not to be assaulted.
5: Well, I got to disagree here because Paul Heyman is not a wrestler. (laughs) He's not a wrestler. He's a legal representative.
7: But he got in the ring where the fighting takes place, which means in order to have done that, in the real world that you and I live in, and have worked in, and have paid for wrestlers' insurance, if you're going to get in the ring, you've got to have insurance.
5: Well, okay, you make a valid point, Trey, but here is the difference: we are talk about real life and storyline. You have to suspend disbelief. However, right. however, Paul Heyman's role tonight was to walk down to the ring, interrupt and, Triple H's speech. He
7: should have done it from the ramp or outside the ropes
5: and serve him papers for a lawsuit. Now, let me ask you something. I've been divorced once already in my life. Would it have been right for me to beat the shit out of the process server when he gave me the papers? Now, granted, he, he walked in. You,
7: he he served you in a wrestling ring?
5: He served me in my workplace.
7: Okay, well, then no. Well, where, where did you work?
5: Um, well, I worked at a sign factory. I used to make well highways. Well but,
7: but, but here's my, here's my point in a workplace or in a place of business or in a public place, if that place is known for abuse and fighting and you have to have a special insurance to enter this said work area or area anyway, no matter what it is, a workplace, a public place, you know, whatever it is, if you have to have a special insurance to even be in that area, then by those words and by the, that, legality, you can be assaulted because you're getting in the ring and you're giving up your right not to be.
8: Well, I mean, I think the thing is that what you're saying would divulge too many inner workings of the business, so that'll never be brought up on TV. I'm
7: just saying, you're probably right. I'm just saying, in real life...
5: You're such a smart, Trey.
7: I know, such a smart. In real life... Paul Heyman has to have a special insurance to get in that ring. When you pay for that insurance, you're saying, it's okay for somebody to beat my ass, blah, 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 blah. Trust me, it's all in there. Okay?
5: No, I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, again, it goes back to the process server.
7: If he didn't want his ass to be whooped, then what a real heel would have done, a real jackass like Paul Heyman, knowing there was a chance that hands could be put on somebody... He would have stayed outside the ropes and sent the attorney in to serve Triple H.
5: Well, and, and that's a good point. But at the end of the day, just like the process server, you know, he serves me papers at my workplace, knowing that I'm not going to be very happy when he gives them to me. If I do anything to him, then, yes, he has legal recourse to sue me for assault and battery. And I but think that
7: your sign company is not known for fighting and requires special insurance to be in there.
5: Right. But. You also have to look at it this way, just because you, even if you go to a boxing uh, match, a referee or a lawyer gets in the ring to present somebody something. doesn't mean they have special insurance to be there. They're there to provide something and not get physical with anybody. So from that standpoint, I mean, we could argue about this all night.
7: Right, but I mean, legality-wise, and you know this, to even do play-by-play at ringside in certain states, you have to have insurance.
5: I don't know what, what insurance you had. I only had a wrestling license. I never paid insurance on anything.
7: Well, wrestling license, whatever, but it was an insurance coverage to say that you wouldn't sue them if you got your ass whooped.
5: No. Yeah, exactly. I mean you don't sue them if you get your ass whipped. You know what you're getting into. But it's not but really in a...
7: to, but in order to get in the ring, before you can get in the ring, you have to have that license.
5: Yeah. And by having that licensed.
7: license you forego the ability to sue anybody for getting your ass whooped.
5: That is correct. Yeah,
8: but it's like when Brodus Clay brings the kids into the ring. I mean, just the fact that they entered the ring doesn't mean somebody can come out and beat the shit out of a bunch of little kids. Well, I mean,
7: technically, if you get real down to the, to the bottom brass tax, that's illegal. Really? Yeah. I'm wow. telling you straight up. Because when we did our event in Branson, fucking the insurance guy or the, the license guy and J.J. knows they're all pricks.
5: Oh, yeah. The athletic commission, they're, they're major assholes, especially in Oklahoma.
7: Jody and I, or JSK and I, had to get, for the first show, where we weren't even getting in the ring, but because we were ringside at the announcer's table, we had to have a license. Now, here's my other thing. What's the difference in Paul Heyman being in the ring and getting the shit knocked out of him than a fan jumping the guardrail and coming into the ring during a main event and getting
5: well lot? That's pretty... That
7: guy can't sue John Cena.
5: No, but that's that's pretty simple. I mean, everybody that, that walks through the stage there at WWE is licensed through the WWE. That's all taken care of.
7: Right. But when you have that license, that license is basically saying you can't sue Vince McMahon if somebody beats your ass. That you are acknowledging the fact... You're entering an unsafe workplace.
5: But Trey, you're, you're. I, I see what you're saying, but you're, you're taking it to the. I mean, we're not supposed to think about that stuff.
7: I know that. I know it's that. Just, I know that. It's that's just. What I said.
5: You smart. I, God damn it. I
7: know that's why you Stop and I were going to argue a smart. about this. Stop I was, it. I was going to tell you. Stop. I was going to give you the legality.
5: I was going to give you the David Otunga version. God damn it! I don't <laughs> want the David Otunga. Stop being a fucking smart. We're going to change the show to Smart News Live next week. Clark versus Duncan, 1774 states that
7: if you enter the ring... No, I don't know. I just made that shit up. But
8: <laughs>
5: Oh, you're killing me, Trey. You're, you're fucking I, killing I, it.
8: I, I get what he's saying. It's like in a boxing match. You know, you fight for three minutes. Once that bell rings and the, the, the round is over, if you go and punch your opponent in the corner, you can be charged, you know, with assault because it's no longer under sanction. I get what Trey's saying, but like I said, you know, Vince thinks we're all idiots. He'll never bring that up, ever. You know, that's just too inside.
7: Maverick up. says, Trey, you're making fans look bad like Crowley to Magnus. No, it's not even remotely close to the same thing. Trey is
5: totally not stalking Christy Hemme, okay?
7: <laughs> I'm not, not stalking anybody on Facebook. I'm not stalking anybody on Twitter. So
5: don't be bringing I'm that shit up you, in my channel. I'm room.
7: giving you – what I'm giving you is – the 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 actual law side of things which i am 100% correct on jj and i are arguing about this but it's because i'm 100% right but i'm i'm taking real life over storyline is what he's trying to say correct we got because get i a know for a fact court. I, I know for a fact that I, I don't know what happened i think it was because of one of the promoters that stole We've told you the story before, JSK and I have. We even had Tracy Smothers on the show. And we told the story about me and JSK and Tracy putting together that third show in Branson and one of the other promoters stealing the money where we had to pay all the talent out of our pockets, which was expensive. Trust me. (laughs) Um, However, due to that promoter, the show never went on. We never had a show. The guy sabotaged us and stole the money, basically. I'm not going to get into the whole story. However, comma, but because the show didn't go on, I, JSK, and a couple other wrestlers did not purchase our, our wrestling license for that show because the show didn't happen. So, in the state of Missouri... They tried to say I owed taxes on this license that i never had. Well, I told them to go fuck themselves, and I'm not paying it. So I know that there's three people that can't wrestle in the state of Missouri: myself, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair. Woo! Are all on the list that owe taxes to the wrestling commission.
5: Thank you, Treo. Thank you.
7: Make sure to have your cats and dogs spayed and neutered.
5: Wasn't that Bob Barker?
7: Oh, I got that confused <laughs> the guy on People's Squirt. <laughs> Sorry.
5: <laughs> it's not Doug Llewellyn, that's fucking Bob Barker. Doug Llewellyn,
7: yeah, that's the guy's name.
5: The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> oh, I think Bronx is dead.
7: Poke him. With a stick, a I very just, large stick.
5: I can't believe you went all, all legal. Uh, you went all fucking David O'Tunga on me today. What the fuck's wrong with you?
7: Well, because that kind of shit bothers me in wrestling. I mean, Paul Heyman, of his own free will, got in the ring where fighting takes place. That's like going into a steel plant without a hard hat, getting hit in the head, and suing the motherfuckers. Well, didn't you see the sign before you came to the plant that said you must wear a hard hat at all times? Well, Trey proved
8: last night he doesn't care if I live or die, and he said if I got shot, he'd continue doing the show. So,
7: well, I thought in the vein of you know the show must go on. I mean, I'd just roll you over and continue on. Oh man!
5: And that concludes the People's Court tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Judge Trey, <laughs> I bury judge. you
7: with your favorite doll, Ziggler doll. <laughs>
8: About about the only other thing on Raw that I personally am interested in talking about. Do you guys see Laura Knight as Cena just being one-on-one, no interference? I mean, I could see a scenario where Brock comes out because technically he quit. He's not part of the roster.
5: Why is it when you say one-on-one, I'm thinking Hall and Oates?
7: (laughs) One-on-one.
5: What? Oh, please tell me. He, He... You totally didn't get that reference, did you? No. Wow. I feel old. Mm hmm. Even Trey got that shit. Come on. Hall and Oats. They're like the greatest duo ever. I thought it was a breakfast cereal. Hall and Oats? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Hang up, Roxy. You're done. You're fired.
7: <laughs> oh, my God.
5: You're so fucking fired right now. A, a oh. breakfast cereal. Really?
7: And please, please do not think that i was serious about the paul Heyman thing it was all for a good laugh
5: to which it all ended with the fucking people's court music it was all part of the plan well not really until i just we threw got that in.
7: to until we got to Holland Oats being a breakfast cereal oh man now bronx
5: i don't know what kind of breakfast cereal you're eating but i'm pretty sure that snap crackle and cock are in your breakfast <laughs> <this> <laughs>
7: Is, is that, would that be two L's and a dildo? Oh, shit. Yeah, that sounds like a sitcom, two L's and a dildo. Oh, shit. I want to see those commercials and see how the L's make that dildo magically delicious. Look, Mom, it's Snap, Crackle, and Cock. I got a prize in the box. It's a dildo.
1: I can't breathe.
7: <laughs> what do you do with this toy, Mom.
8: <laughs> oh, you're a sick bastard!
7: You oh, just now hurts. figuring this out? That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Snap crackle and cock.
8: Now snatch. Now here's
7: crackle, here's crackle. here's to get back to get the train back on track. Here, Wookie Much brings it up. What I was going to say earlier was, if Brock was to come out on Laurenidas's defense how cool would it be to see Big Show come through the crowd and stop him from getting to the ring before Cena puts the FU on him and gets the one two, three? I'm not saying that Brock... I'm not saying Big Show has to beat Brock up, but as big as Big Show is, if he wants to, you know, slow Brock down long enough for Cena to put the FU on him, he could do that. Yeah,
8: true. True.
7: You can't fire somebody who's already been fired by the guy that's in the ring. And what a, a JSK would say, a coup de gras that would be.
8: Oh, Trey, check this one out. What if Laura Knight has found out about that letter earlier than expected? What if we get a massive swerve and Big Show comes out and helps Johnny get the win? And then Johnny says, the reason I fired Show is because I knew WWE corporate or whoever in the back, you know, was going to give me heat. So I set this whole thing up, and Big Show turns heel, and it turns out he and Johnny were in tandem all together. What do you think about that one?
7: That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Um, but when you talk about a swerve that would leave everybody's jaw wide open if Big Show were to come back and help Lorenado's win because he's already been fired.
8: Yeah. If the guy's fired, can't. And freak. it was
7: all it was all an act, and now uh, they laugh about it backstage. And the reward is Big Show gets the next shot at the world title.
8: Yeah, but we're Smarks, so that probably won't happen.
7: I thought about that tonight when Cena read the letter about you could be fired. I thought, well, who's already who, who wants out bad enough that they jeopardize their career to help Cena? Well, nobody that's on the roster. But what if you're not on the roster anymore?
5: That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, one quick thing before we wrap the Raw recap here. John Cena. That arm must have hella healed this week.
7: It looked looked better.
5: He's injured last week, arm in a sling. Gets fucked up even worse over the last couple of weeks. Superman lives, ladies and gentlemen.
8: John Cena messes with my head so much because I see that, you know, that Make-A-Wish promo that they did. Didn't realize you guys were that close. Well, I'm just saying. I I got, like, (laughs) I got, like, teared up. And I, I respect the guy so much, but then his character, Jim Carrey, really, really, come on.
5: I you mean, know, is it just me? I, I, I mean, I
7: didn't have a problem with that.
5: I, I just, I hate when he does that zany character. When he goes out there, I'm John Cena and blah, 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 blah. And he tries to have fun. I, I just, I just don't. It's awkward to me when he does that. I mean, I, look, you're either Superman or you're zany Cena. Well, I mean, which are you? It's yeah. just, it, it, it's a bit much. You know, and again, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, what John Cena, in quotation marks, means to the company. I just, I'm so sick of the Cena character. I really, I'm praying that they have some storyline in play on Sunday for him to get injured and take some months off. I really think the WWE, now more than ever, needs John Cena to step away so that young guys can step up and they can replenish their roster. I think right now everything is on John Cena's shoulders, and it has been for years. And they they try to build new stars, but they always keep Cena in the mix. I think it's time. It's do or die time. There's no competition. There's no reason not to let young guys get elevated. Now's the time you want to see a guy like uh, Daniel Bryan step it up. He's already over with this whole yes gimmick. You know, now's the time you want to see a guy like CM Punk really cement himself i mean he might be the WWE champion but let's be honest cm punk lost a lot of steam after uh after he came back last year and he's not that same cm punk that left with the title and then came back and there was so much promise on his character he's been watered down and it's due into the part because john cena was the major draw and i really think that they need more than ever for cena to take some time off especially with the personal problems he's got going on right now
7: it wouldn't hurt him it wouldn't hurt him um, but it's kind of weird that's the 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 company that you watch is different in the eyes of the beholder because I think that CM Punk has gotten better since all that that you stated. Um, at least to me personally, because I guess I just didn't care for him much before.
5: I don't know. To me, he's he's lost a step. He's not that guy that he was last year. Hmm. You well, know, again, that's just my opinion. Right. I, I'm not really looking forward to this
8: pay-per-view. I mean, it's one of those pay-per-views where I'm like, eh. You know, other than seeing, you know, if, if Johnny gets fired.
7: Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, Cena and Laurenitis now is 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 promising. Um, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, I mean, come on.
5: But, I mean, I mean, let, let's be honest, though. I mean, the, the storyline going before this pay-per-view was really CM Punk and Laurinaitis. And it got shifted at the last second to John Cena. So, I don't know. What happened to precipitate that change? But
7: Brock Lesnar was brought in to be the face of the company, and that was currently a position held by John Cena.
5: Right, but at the same time, you know, Brock Lesnar's on a TV, so you're shifting the basis to...
7: Well, once they'd already pulled the trigger on that, they had to go forward with
5: yeah, it. Yeah, I guess. I just, I just, there's so many you fucking couldn't, loopholes. You couldn't, have,
7: you couldn't have Cena beat Lesnar, and then Lesnar just not show up and have no explanation as to why and, you know... They had to go where they had to go where they are now because they pulled the trigger when they did
5: right and I see that I see that, but uh, I'm gonna ask you guys something real quick before we wrap this up uh highlight of the night for you on raw
7: Wow um
5: <laughs> we'll start with Bronx highlight of the night Bronx uh
8: wow um phew. not many highlight of the night had to be for me only just. You know, just seeing Laurinaitis get humbled at the end where he's being told that, you know, if you if you don't win, you're fired. I mean, that's the only thing I really marked out for. I mean, raw to me tonight was.
5: That's my letter grade. OK, your letter grade is OK. Perfect. <laughs> We've got a new scale here, apparently, folks, on a scale from one to I guess the top score would be Fabulous.
7: From Fabulous to...
5: No, in all
8: seriousness, for a go-home show, I'm sorry, man. I gave it a D.
7: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, there was nothing go home about it, really, other than the very end.
5: Trey, how Um, long of the night?
7: Wow, could I not have one?
5: If you you don't have one, you don't have one.
7: I can't think of anything that made me go, oh, my gosh. I really can't. I mean, it's not fair to Raw, necessarily, because I was watching Cubs Cardinals, too, but... Well, there you go. um, I really can't think of anything on Raw that took my breath away. Um, Other than maybe what Eve was wearing when she came to the ring during the main event. Oh, yeah.
5: Down, Broxy, down.
7: Easy, Snap, (laughs) Graggle.
5: Well, okay, you know, for me, and this is going to sound weird, people are going to be like, really? For me, the highlight of tonight was the Big Show's acting.
7: Oh, yeah. I guess my highlight of the night would have been Seamus standing up to Randy Orton.
5: Oh, that was pretty good. I was just really impressed. I mean, Big Show can act. And I thought he did a a fantastic job of really selling this. I want to see this go somewhere. Or uh,
7: your highlight of the night could have been Paul Heyman going, what are you
1: doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Why are you touching my face? What are you doing?
7: I like you it had strangely. T- you got your f- you got your fingers in my face. Have you had that one in Stephanie? What's that smell? Oh, <laughs> oh the cops are coming to get Bronx. Yep.
5: Yep. Story so, of my life. I guess if we ever interview Paul Heyman, the first question out of Trey's mouth is going to be, "Hey, remember that time Triple H put his hands on you on Raw? Did he have a stinky finger?" Oh, man. Bronx is like, what, think- what does that even mean?
7: Yeah, here we <laughs> <laughs> okay,
8: Bronx, we still
5: love you.
7: Bronx, nope. have you ever had a finger, finger? From finger? <laughs> We're not
5: talking about when you, oh. yeah, <laughs> you stick it in your butt.
7: Yeah, stick it in your butt doesn't count. Now, if you stick your finger in your butt while you eat snap, crackle, and cock, you got problems. <laughs>
5: oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, for a go-home show, I'm going to give this... Uh, a C minus. I mean, I I got to be real honest. I'm gonna
7: give it an A because it was a show that made me want to tell him to go home.
5: There you go. It did what it did what it wanted to go home.
7: Go the fuck home.
5: Oh, that's gonna do it for our raw recap, guys. It's hard to get through.
7: Yeah, that was a colorful that was a colorful recap. Wow, after, was- after the
5: after the mess of a show we had last week, at least we've uh, been able to have a little fun this week.
7: Yeah. Oh, it's going to get better before it gets over with.
5: Oh, I know. I'm just trying to keep my mind off of things, too. So it's glad I'm able to have a little bit of fun tonight.
8: Well, you know, like I told you, brother, you know, my mom went through the same thing. And, you know, you can you can recover. So I'll be praying for you, man. You and Harmony and your family. Always, man. You know, I, I hope everything turns out okay. I know my mom turned out okay. And thank God. And, um you can come back from it so you know just stay upbeat and keep that in your mind
7: jj lives by the theory what doesn't kill you makes you stronger
5: that's right or what doesn't kill me just pisses me off yeah either way um like i said man it, it's been a rough year and you know i i don't i don't want to divulge too much on harmony's uh, harmony's problems but you know she had an mri the other day as it relates to her back and I'm sure you've heard us talk about she's been waiting for years for, you know, them to do something about her back. and She went through physical therapy for a while. Um, this last little MRI that came back, she's got uh, two blown, I mean, completely disintegrated fucking discs in her back. And another one that's that's not in very good shape. So uh, we're going to have to do something here pretty soon as it regards to a surgery, I think, but... It's just, uh, it's been something we've been dealing with Canada Medical for a while, man. The, the whole free healthcare system, uh, you know, it, it's a matter of importance, right? You know, it's not like socialized medicine where you pay for what you get, you know, and in the state you have insurance and they're able to get you in whenever, and it's it's just not that way here. So, um, you know, apparently it wasn't important enough to uh, to do anything with. So it's it's gotten worse, and uh, it's something we're going to have to work on. It's just, like I said, this has been a, a horrible year for me, a uh, horrible absolutely horrible i wish i could just go back to last year and, and relive things but it's it's just it's been bad man
8: that sucks man i mean you know it's like me you know i when they found i had a detached retina they said you're gonna be blind real soon and i got the surgery scheduled for days because my insurance paid for it you know it seems like up there man and i'm not knocking anybody but you just uh you know Your other eye's okay, so, you know, you can, you can live with being blind in one eye. We'll schedule it for next year. That kind of sucks, man. You know, who, who's to say, you know, who needs care more? I mean, come on. I don't know.
7: (laughs) On the Facebook, uh, Lloyd Edward Steinlein Jr. says, has a, has a case to sort out? Take yourself to the law offices of Trayvon Ortunga.
5: Trayvon Ortunga. (laughs) Now, keep this in mind, guys. I don't have health coverage. At all. Yeah. None. Whatsoever. I don't even have the free health coverage here. Because I am not a citizen. I am still, by all rights, a visitor that's going through the immigration process. I still have visitor status. And I've been here six years. As of next month. June 6th is when I moved here.
7: That's sad, man.
5: And I still don't have health insurance. So if I get fucked up, I'm fucked.
7: I can tell you right now, dude, um, and maybe this will help you like it helped me. I guess it depends on the person. Um, to me, I was in a place in my life where I questioned a lot of things. I I had the worst year of my life, and I could I don't know that I need to go into detail, but you know i I lost my I lost my job due to a DUI without driving. I lost my best friend to cancer, and I then lost my mother to cancer. Back-to-back. Back. You know, I had a lot of other little things that I don't want to mention happen to me in my life. I moved three different times to three different radios. were worthless as shit. And at one point, I was... The thought of suicide never entered my mind. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, man, I, you know, I just want to end it. Well... Man, that's the coward's way out to me. I don't care how bad it is. Because when you do that, you're hurting the people around you more than you're hurting yourself. That's right. And I unfortunately, because, well, like we'll get to in the email later, I have such a big ego, I like the fucking shit out of myself. So I would never do anything like that to hurt myself. Number one. Um, Number two, it's the coward's way out. And like I told JJ what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but one thing that was said to me and I'm not an overly religious man I don't thump the bible I believe in Jesus I believe in hell I believe there's an afterlife if you do the right things and and go about life the right way but the one thing that, that that I took from a conversation with a friend of mine that I carry with me to this day and I've told myself this a few times recently God will never give you more than you can handle. And if you just tell yourself that every day as bad as it may get, it'll help you get through it. Because there's always a finish line. There's always a positive end if you go that route. And I do believe in that. I do believe that that, you know, like I said I'm not an overly religious guy. I don't thump the Bible. I don't quote scriptures. But I will agree that, that God won't ever give you more than you can't handle. And I will also say to that effect that I've had a conversation with God where I was on my knees and in tears. And I told him, you're not going to break me. If this is a test, if this is a moment in my life where – and this is right after JSK passed away because actually JSK passed away after my mother – You know, two or three days after he was gone, I broke down. Um, I broke down hard. And I was all alone. I was in my apartment, and I finally just said, fuck it. (laughs) I've had all I can take. And if this is some kind of test, you're not going to beat me. I'm telling you right now, Lord, don't waste your time. Because I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to give up. And everything you do to me when I come back from it is going to make me 10 times the stronger man than I was before. So if this is a test, you're wasting your time and mine because I will not quit and I will not give up.
8: True that. Yeah, very well said. And, you know, the the, the man who has more struggles during life has an easier ticket into, you know, I believe, in, into heaven after death. You know, if you can prove you're strong during life, God says, okay, you no, know, this is a bad dude. So he did the right thing. He, he took every challenge that I threw at him. So you know what? Here you go, man. Here's your cloud. You know, here's your, you know, your heaven. And-
7: and I, I got to admit that, you know, since that moment has life been all, you know, rainbows and fruit loops. No, it hasn't, but it sure has been a lot easier. And, you know, I, I have to knock on wood. The most amazing job where people, when I tell them what I do for a living and what I do while I'm at work, they're blown away. You know, I have an eight-hour-a-day job where I can sleep if I want to. I can play Xbox all night if I want to. I can sit on my laptop all night if I want to. I can play Xbox, sit on my laptop, and sleep a little bit if I want to. And that's okay because the boss condones that. As long as I get my job done. And I've had that for a year and got a dollar raise this year on top of it. Cool. So I'm pretty damn happy where I'm at. Other than the fact that, you know, I've got a few things in my life that I need to, to, to fix. But I'm working on them right now as we speak daily and getting closer and closer back to where I want my life to be. But. You know, sometimes in life, you just have to take the bull by the horns and say, all right, let's do it. Ten rounds, you and me, and I won't go down.
5: That's true. Well, I think we're going to take our final break of the night, come back, do some news of the week, and then uh, read an email or two and open up the phone lines. I want you guys to be very vocal when we open up the phone lines. You know, and and I want to hear from people that, you know, we don't (laughs) typically hear from. I mean, the regulars are fine. Yeah, I want to hear from everybody. Yeah, I want to hear from just about everybody. I mean, we'll... Go as long as we can, but uh, with that said, I want to thank Bronx for stopping by for the uh, Raw Recap.
8: All right. You you know, you boys take care, and uh, I'll see you when I see you. All right, man. Hey,
7: uh, just to let you know, Bronx, not that anybody will know what the fuck we're talking about, but uh, my idea that I was telling you about last night probably won't work. Okay. So, we'll have to squash that and try something else.
8: Well, thank God tonight
5: on my end, we seem good, so...
7: You know, Everything like, seems good so far. Yeah, yeah. Skype hasn't fucked us up yet.
5: Yeah, knock on wood. There you go. Well, Anyway, Bronx, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Make sure that uh, in the morning you have some snap, crackling and cock, and we'll talk to you later.
7: All right. <laughs> All right, brothers. Take care. Don't All just right. eat the marshmallows either. With
5: well, that being said, guys, we'll be back with more Wrestling News Live right after this. I love this show.
4: seven running wild and free hey, y'all, the door. Style country, to the core. country. Of town. country. your world with the sound Hey everyone this is your hardcore country knockout Mickey James, from your Electric Wrestling News Live on the SNF Radio Network listen up. I'm not the kind of girl that ever gives up. If anybody tries to bring me down they'll be picking themselves up off the ground. Cause my
5: Once again, triple w dot headlocks to headlines.com. <laughs>
11: Exclusively on the SMS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming
1: Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
6: It's time for another edition of A Day in the Life of Hulk Hogan.
1: To All my little Hulkamaniacs out there, Hulk Hogan just got back from the club, brother, and I'm about to lay the smack down on some poor, unsuspecting female that I met at the bar, brother. Are you ready for the Hulkster, brother? I was born ready.
4: I, I've never done anything like this before, but I, I've seen you my whole life. My brother had posters of you on his door.
1: Well, your brother's got good taste, dude. <laughs> so, the question you gotta be asking yourself, brother, what you gonna do when the 24 inch python runs wild on you? Rip the shirt, Hulk! Rip
4: the shirt! Rip it! <gasps> uh, 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 Why isn't it ripping?
1: Hulk! Brother, it's not pre cut, brother, sorry. How about I just take it off? Okay. Are you ready for the 24 inch python?
4: Oh, I'm so ready. I love pythons!
1: Well, get ready, brother.
4: Why did you call me brother?
1: Uh, just to have you don't like it when I call you brother?
4: I I kinda like it when you call me brother.
1: It kind of turns you on, doesn't it, brother?
4: (laughs) It kind of does.
1: I do this all the time with Brutus Beefcake, brother.
4: But I I really want to see the python, Hulk. The python.
1: All right, brother, close your eyes. Get ready for a big surprise. Okay. Hulk? Hulk? Here comes the 24-inch python, brother.
4: Is that like a baby python?
1: Oh, must be cold in here, brother. Give me a sec. And while the Hulkster looks for his
6: fandy pack, we conclude yet another day in the life of Hulk Hogan.
3: Fear. Money. This is Cowboy James Storm, and you're listening to Wrestling News Live on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn
9: luck.
5: All right, guys, we're back right here. Wrestling News Live on the SNS radio network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic. JJ, all caps, sex A and, of course, he is the outlaw of the IWC, the trade Dog. And I keep getting bombarded with someone calling from an unknown phone number. Just so you know, I don't answer unknown phone numbers.
7: I don't know that you can. No, you can't. Back in the day. You can't. Okay.
5: But I don't answer them. Okay. Because I see that more as a troll phone call, more than anything promo. else.
7: My favorite promo right there. I'm going to have to up- update that to his new theme song with the... Uh... Long Necks and Rednecks, which I got to actually see on TV the other day.
5: Yeah, it's a pretty good video.
7: Yeah, I wish I could have been in it. That's two videos now I had the chance to be in I couldn't do. Actually, that's not right. I was actually in a video with Keith Anderson that was filmed in our old college town in Miami, Oklahoma. And there was a scene in the video where... Keith and I were sitting on the tailgate of a truck. He was sitting on a hay bale, and I was sitting on the tailgate, and we cheersed with a bottle of beer. And they cut that out of the fucking video. My only scene got cut out.
5: Now, I I do want to say this, too. I'm a douchebag, and I'm an asshole. And if we do get that troll call tonight, I've already said I'm not going to answer an unknown number. But just for shits and giggles, let's say that a certain somebody wants to call and troll tonight, you're more than welcome to do so. But when you do it from your legitimate home phone number, just know that I'm going to let everybody in this chat room and everybody on our Facebook page know what your phone number is. There you go. Because I'm an asshole. An egotistical asshole at that. So just know that if you want to break ground and you want to do that, there are consequences for that. You're more than welcome to call in. You won't like the consequences. You've been Uh, He's not
7: going to call. He didn't have the balls to do it last time, so.
5: So let's go ahead and jump into some uh, news of the week sponsored by our good friends, wrestling-online.com. Not a lot to cover, but just a few items we want to talk about really quickly. Excuse me! Excuse me! Ladies and gentlemen,
1: can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. May I have your attention, please? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. And now, the news.
5: Well, let's see. What do we start off with? Um, Well, as you know, Running the Ropes has had interviews with Rima Faki a couple times now. Yeah. And uh, this last time they had her was in regards to uh, a DUI case. Well, apparently, Rima Faki, the former Miss America, former Tough Enough contestant, has escaped jail time from her DUI case. The judge sentenced her to a six-month probation and 20 hours of community service stemming from a December DUI charge, according to TMZ. Faki pleaded no contest in April, four months after cops pulled her over for speeding. She was disoriented and slurring her speech, and her blood alcohol level was more than the double, double the legal limit. Faki was present at WrestleMania weekend and also appeared during Access. She was the fifth one eliminated from Tough Enough and has often said that she'd like to wrestle full-time for the WWE once she's done all her Miss USA duties. So, for the record, boys, Rima Fakie, guilty of a DUI. There is no other story.
7: She goes to show you when you're a hot piece of ass, you get a lot of different things. (laughs) No doubt. That would have been me. They would have said, Oh, yeah, 20 years plus no chance for parole. And you have to uh, be bunkmates with King Kong Bundy's illegitimate brother, Rico.
5: Awesome. Well, unfortunately tonight, guys, we were scheduled to have an interview with uh, King Mo Lowell, who uh, is the former Strike Force light heavyweight champion. Uh, he's making news by signing a contract with both Bellator and TNA Wrestling. King Mo says that TNA is a dream come true for him. He's a lifelong wrestling fan. And uh, he's willing to learn whatever is necessary since he isn't that experienced in professional wrestling. He did mention he had worked with former World Heavyweight Champion Mark Henry and John Morrison years ago at o- Ohio Valley Wrestling. The former Strikeforce Light Heavyweight Champion will now be taking to his TNA duties this year. And once his mixed martial arts ban expires, he will join Bellator Fighting Championships, uh, which next year moves to Spike TV. This is obviously not the first time TNA has worked with an MMA star. Uh, Bobby Lashley, the former ECW champion, was contracted uh, while doing MMA as well. So there you go. King Mo, the newest member of the TNA roster and Bellator.
7: On a related note, I'm told that King Mo was in a meeting with Dixie and Hogan post-tapings tonight and could not do the interview. He apologizes, and I will be doing the interview at 5 o'clock tomorrow.
5: Well, there you go. At least we have a good reason now. That's all good.
7: Yeah, I wouldn't leave a meeting with Dixie and Hogan to call into this show either.
5: Well, exactly. And, you know, truthfully, they probably told him what he can and can't talk about on this show, so.
7: Well, I do know that, from what I understand, um, Dixie well knows who he's being interviewed by and approved it.
5: I would think she knows who you are.
7: So, I know that, because... uh, he wasn't gonna do the, or wasn't gonna be able to do the interview, but then he was able to. So,
5: thanks, Dix. We we talked about CM Punk earlier on the program, but apparently on Tuesday, courtesy of Wrestling Online reader Joel Alpert, he attended the Chicago's Cubs baseball game on Tuesday night. Sent word that CM Punk throughout the first pitch at Wrigley Field. Punk, who is a self-confessed big Chicago Cubs fan, also got his uh, wish of singing the "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" song during the. Seventh inning stretch. The song is performed by a different guest at every game after the guy who used to sing it before, Harry Carey, passed away.
7: Hi! CM Punk, what do you hear? <laughs> CM Punk smells like cat food.
5: The WWE champion walked on the field wearing a Cubs number 13 jersey with the name Champ 2 on the back. And there are photos of this over at Wrestling-Online.com. So. Uh, one of the big breaking news stories over the past week, and you know, again, I'm not the biggest fan in the world of John Cena, but I respect what the guy does outside of the ring. You know, watching that promo tonight on Raw, where where he makes the wishes for those kids, the reactions that those kids give him, uh, it's something special, and that's got to make a guy like John Cena feel really good um, to be able to do that. You know, you can just you can see the happiness on the children's faces when he walks in and he grants their wish. Um, I've always said outside of the ring, I got no issues with John Cena. I respect what he does. I'm just not a big fan of his character in the WWE. Um, I think I surprised a lot of people this week on the Facebook page. John Cena has filed for divorce from his wife of three years. The Miami Herald is reporting that former WWE champion John Cena filed for divorce from his wife of three years. Liz Herbadoo, in court documents. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm, I'm 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 thinking that's the right way to pronounce it. I don't know. It's H-U-B-E-R-D-E-A-U. So it just sounds right. Liz Herbedieu. If I'm mispronouncing it, well, um, Cena says the marriage is irretrievably broken. The two are high school sweethearts. The Herald says his soon-to-be ex-wife has hired Miami attorney Raymond Rafoul, the same man who represented Linda Belaya and her fiance. Or excuse me in her fierce divorce battle against her former husband, Hulk Hogan. According to the newspaper, Cena has a prenup, which apparently includes a clause to include the ability to take back all gifts and presents. Rafool managed to strip the Hulkster 70% of his money, something that Mrs. Cena will sure hope to similarly accomplish. Although it is indeed unfortunate that John Cena decided to divorce his high school sweetheart, Liz Cena, particularly after they have... Uh, Come so far in their lives and his career together. Liz will and really has no choice but to pursue all of her rights and entitlements, Rafool told the Herald. Although Mr. Cena pushes the prenuptial agreement that the parties have only been married for approximately three years, Liz Cena has always supported John Cena, even when no one else did and stood behind him and pushed him forward to achieve their goals for the last 14 years. Sadly, divorce is not the way Liz thought her perfect love story would end. Um, you know what? This is one of those things. I've been through a divorce. And uh, if you've never been married, if you've never had to go through a divorce, consider yourself lucky. Uh, it's not a fun process. And, um, you know, my heart goes out really to both John and his wife. I don't know what happened here. But uh, for it to be irrevocably broken, uh, you know, something is really wrong there. I, this is one of those stories that I wished I hadn't read in the news media because i really feel like this should, is a private matter between those two and it shouldn't be aired to the public i mean i sure as hell wouldn't want my divorce if i was to get divorced again to be all over the news uh, you know granted he's a celebrity i know he's in the he's in the public eye um i, I just i really feel for both parties right now and i hope that uh, they can work out some sort of an agreement that's amicable for for, for both and uh, you know Again, I think if, if ever John Cena needed time off, I think this would be the time to do it.
7: Yeah, but in his eyes, I can see him saying that he'd rather be at work than at home.
5: And and I can see that, too. I mean, there's nothing better than to, to go to work, to take your mind off of your problems. So
7: And be around a bunch of divas now that you're available.
5: Well, I, I mean, when I hear, you know, that it's not salvageable, you know, I know he's on the road a bit. But he's still home three or four days a week for the most part. At least three. I I just, it makes me wonder if there was, you know, a little bit of cheating going on there. I know what happens.
7: Well, he's leaving her, so it must have been her doing the cheating.
5: Well, you never know, man. I don't know.
7: I don't even want to speculate. I don't even want to. Well, and
5: it's not our place to speculate. Well, bottom line, Um, like I said, I just, I wish both parties the best, and uh, it, it sucks. I've been there, and I don't ever want to go there again.
7: I mean, I've never been divorced because I've never been married. But I'm sure if I'd been married, I had the last two that I was supposed to be, I would have been divorced by now, I'm sure. But I, uh, I've been through some pretty bad breakups, but I've never been through a divorce.
5: Well, on a positive note, I see our unknown phone number keeps calling. I guess you're just stupid. You just don't get it. Anyway, um, from divorce to marriage, apparently Gail Kim wed celebrity chef. That's right, you heard me correctly. TNA knockout and former WWE Diva Gail Kim got married on Thursday to Food Network celebrity chef Robert Irvine. The wedding happened in Napa Valley, California, and several of Kim's current and former colleagues attended the ceremony along with other famous chefs. Irvine planned the whole wedding and Kim had absolutely no hand in preparation for her big day. His only request was Kim was to look as beautiful as she always does, according to People magazine. Uh, Masaharo Morimoto from Iron Chef was tasked with preparing all the food. I'm the luckiest girl in the world, tweeted Kim. Now I know what little girls dream of. Kim met the 46-year-old British chef at SummerSlam Pay-Per-View a few years back when he was taping an episode of his Dinner Impossible where she served food for the WWE VIPs. So, kudos to Gail Kim. I'm happy for her. That's awesome.
7: I thought it was cool of him to tell her Look, I don't want you to lift a finger. I want you to sit back and enjoy everything. I'm going to prepare the entire wedding. I only ask you for one thing, and that's to be as beautiful as the day I met you. That's a smooth motherfucker right there.
5: That is pretty smooth. Here's something interesting. As, as we saw in Raw tonight, uh, you know, the court case with, the, uh, with uh, Jennifer Hudson and David Otunga is officially over.
7: God, what a horrible story. Oh, my
5: God. If you didn't know, uh, what is it? Uh, Trying to look this story up real quick.
7: She was scheduled to do a show, I believe, in Chicago, where she's from, and was going to stay the night with her mom like she always does when she performs anywhere near her hometown. She has the uh, driver take her from the show to her mother's house where she grew up. And drop her off. And she spends the night with her mother and family. Right. She was scheduled to do that that night. But David Otunga, her boyfriend at the time, invited her to come stay with him at OVW because he had just started wrestling and was staying there full time. And because Jennifer supported his wrestling decision, she went to stay with him for a few days because she had some time off after the Chicago show. So instead of spending time with her mother and family, she opted to go to uh, OVW and spend the time there at at OVW with David Otunga. That was the same night that her family was murdered.
5: Yeah, it was actually her brother-in-law, her former brother-in-law, who uh, murdered her mother, brother, and nephew. So, you know, sad story there. I mean, David Otunga literally saved Jennifer Hudson's life, so, uh, you know. Glad that's over with, and, you know, um, yeah, glad to see David Otunga back on Raw tonight. Uh, apparently, NXT is going to be taping in a new location. Were
7: they taping in an old location?
5: Uh, Yes, they, they were taping with SmackDown. Oh, okay. Now they're going to be taped um, at the Full Sail Live. What is it? Their own separate tapings at the Full Sail Live on the campus of Full Sail University.
7: Yeah, this will be good for them because they'll have a university to fill the stands if they can get the, if they get the people in there.
5: Now, the rumor has it that uh, William Regal and Jim Ross are going to be doing commentary.
7: Now, that might not be too bad. That might get people interested.
5: Well, the product needs to uh, get better. The in-ring and the storylines need to get better before I watch that show. But JR coming back to commentary might just make me want to watch that show.
7: Well, with everybody, you know, being so anti-tna and the internet you know we're all not giving the tna a chance maybe people will watch this because of that who knows i mean i, I it's not gonna be better than tna but i mean who knows what, what they can pull off
5: that's true and my final story of the night uh, apparently WWE's european dvd distributor cancels future releases silver wow. vision the WWE's european dvd and blu-ray distributor which is based in the United Kingdom, has suspended future releases of titles that were in the pipeline, citing product problems in a message on Facebook. Silver Vision said that anyone who made pre-orders for the titles The Best of WCW Clash of the Champions, ECW Unreleased Volume 1, and WrestleMania 28 will receive a full refund. The company didn't elaborate on what the problems were and are offering full refunds leads to believe that Silver Vision won't be the ones who will be distributing the mentioned titles in Europe. Silver Vision has been the distributor for WWE videos in Europe, Middle East, and Africa since 1988. And they also hold the distributing rights for the UFC. So, something's wrong there. That doesn't sound like a good deal. And that, as they say, ladies and gentlemen, is it for the news of the week. We're sponsored by our good friends over at Wrestling-Online.com. If you don't know, go over there and sign up for the free newsletter. You get it at least two, three, sometimes four times a week. You don't even have to go visit those wrestling websites to give you all the news. You get it right in your email. And just like Wrestling News Live, it's free. Free! <laughs> all from jet setter
7: Colin Vaslow.
5: That man is just, every time I see him, he's somewhere else. Hawaii, he's here, he's there.
7: Dude better be taking us to WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you,
5: you better get chummy with him real quick.
7: Hey man, we're boys, you know. I mean, hook brother up.
5: Just start calling him I'll Uncle fly, Colin. I'm like Coach. You? Make a shit. You're gonna be his long lost nephew.
7: I'll be whatever family member he <laughs> wants me to be. I'll be the fifth <laughs> Beetle, the sixth Beetle, whatever.
5: Oh man,
7: hook a brother up is what I'm trying to say.
5: That's funny shit. All right, well it's time, guys. It's time to. Open up the email bag, cause man, do we have a venomous email we need to get to, folks? Dun dun dun! I love it when we... I, I love it when I don't have the balls to open up this email. I mean, that's just wow, the hair amazing. on our
7: nuts. Do we have any other emails besides uh, the good one? I
5: think we have one or two.
7: Read those first.
5: Oh no, I want to I want to get this one out of the way. Hold on, I I totally want to get this one out of the way. Okay, all right. Let me let me double check the account real quick. See all what right. we got. We have another one that deals with, um... Nah, fuck it. We'll, we'll do this one real quick.
7: We got some scary-looking motherfuckers on our Facebook page. We do, don't just, we? Just thought I'd throw that out there, because our banner is a rotating graphic of all of the people that are members, and I'm like, wow.
5: The Freaks Come Out at Night. I remember that fucking song. It's old. The Freaks Come Out at Night. All right, I tell you what, we'll read some of these other ones real quick. We've got, like, one or two, so... uh We'll hit these, and then we'll do this, this last one. So don't send any more emails, folks. Not no. tonight. Not tonight. Not tonight. So We want to get phone calls tonight. So, All right, let's go ahead and hit the email sounder and do some emails.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello. Sorry, I'm a little nervous. I've always really wanted to do this. I have received an email.
5: Of course you have an email, you idiot. Just read it.
7: So angry. Talk about a storyline they shit all over. I know. We we never found out who the raw anonymous GM was.
5: No, we didn't. Very true.
7: I guess we have edge to think for that.
5: That's what happens when you beat up the fucking computer.
7: When you break the laptop. I guess it pissed you off. He said, no, mo, I ain't coming back. Fuck him.
5: Oh, let's see. This one comes to us from uh, Seabrooder.
7: The Seabrood.
5: Hitchcock films, parodies, and Chevy Chase films. Okay. Hey, guys. Seabrood here again. Thought I'd drop a line. I watched Rear Window with James Stewart and Raymond Burr and also saw Foul Play with Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Both movies were very good, and it got me thinking. What are your favorite Hitchcock films, parodies, and or remakes? Also, what are your favorite Chevy Chase films? Thanks for the feedback, Seabrood.
7: Well, I'll go first and tell you, I don't have any idea about a Hitchcock film. I'm not a big Hitchcock fan. But when it comes to Chevy Chase, there is nothing better than a rainy Sunday afternoon where you can't go outside, so you might as well sit inside and watch movies with a bowl of popcorn, a two-liter of Mountain Dew, and Fletch 1 and 2 on DVD. Nothing better.
5: Fletch 1 and 2?
7: Love them both. Love them both.
5: Oh my God! Unknown phone number. Give it the fuck up. Seriously, it's not happening, buddy.
7: It's not happening. Well, I almost want you to answer the damn thing. Ah. Uh, just to say, what the fuck do you want? And see if they even respond. Because I mean, if he starts spouting out stupid shit, you just hang up on him.
5: I'm pretty sure it's not King Mo. I'm pretty sure we know it's not King Mo. No,
7: if it was, Rick would have told us.
5: Exactly. But this motherfucker's called 20 times, I swear to God.
7: Well, if he calls again, answer and say, what the fuck do you want? And see what he says. If he starts saying stupid shit, just hang up on him. You have the power to do that.
5: Hitchcock movies? Uh, I figured
7: he'd be the Hitchcock answer.
5: You know what? I do like Rear Window. <clears throat> um, of course, I'm a big James Stewart fan, so I like that one. But I also like The Birds. I'm, I'm big into the birds. What uh, was
7: that movie where I think it was James Stewart, where he's watching through binoculars? Rear Window. Is that what that is? Yeah, I like that one. I watched JSK maybe watch that once because I said I'd never seen it before. I like that one. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what it was. But yeah,
5: yeah, that's that. And as far as Chevy Chase, um, man, um, Fletch is good, but I love Caddyshack. Caddyshack's
7: good, but it's about more than him, though.
5: It is. It is. But I I like Caddyshack. I absolutely loved Spies Like Us. That was a great film. You know, him and Dan Aykroyd as the the spies. Right. And um, I even liked Funny Farm.
7: Funny Farm was good, too. I just... There's so many things in Fletch and Fletch, too, that you could quote. Movie quotes. You know?
5: Yeah, like when he goes to the chick's door and says, Hey, my car just... uh, Can I borrow your towel? My my car is on the fritz. She opens the door in a fucking towel. Hey, can I borrow your towel? (laughs) Yeah, I love me some Chevy Just the names
7: he comes up with.
5: Oh, I know. know. Some good stuff. Peter Limangello. All right, let's go to this next email. This one's from Blue Mystery. Hey, guys, Blue Mystery. I've been listening about two years. Uh, First of all, I want to say I agree with Trey about TNA. The show has improved greatly, and they've got better wrestlers, in my opinion. My favorite, still being... Sting, not saying Punk or Orton are no good. Those are my favorites in WWE. Um now second, JJ is right about Cena who wants to watch who wants to watch somebody unstoppable for ten years. Now in Cena's defense that's creative's fault, and the best thing that's ever happened to him was he lost to Rock, but when they messed up having him beat Lesnar, and I would also like to say love listening to Bronx and Trey on Sunday night showdown. Great play by play. I got more to say, but I'm going to leave it short and sweet for now. But thanks to all the commun- uh, the uh, the thanks to all the commentators on SNS. Great job, guys. Appreciate all you do. Thanks again. Well, thank you, very much. Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Hello, much. All right. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Dun dun dun. I wish I had a drum roll. It would be awesome. But I don't.
7: In a world where an email hangs in the ballots, starring James Vanderbeek.
5: Before I read this. I wanna make one point very salient and clear. This is the last time I will ever spend any time talking about this motherfucker. I will never read an email from him again. We are done. So this is your 15 minutes of fame, Jacob. This is it for you, buddy. We're done. That being said, the email is prefaced. You don't have the sack to tackle this email on WNL. It was nice to hear that I could almost completely derail your show last Monday. I especially love the fact that you couldn't take any sort of criticism at all. In fact, you guys are so obsessed with yourselves that you just kick people from the SNS face group page for whatever reason you feel like. Looks like that quotations for the fans by the fans gimmick is just that a gimmick. Not that I think you'll ever read this on the air, because if you do, the fans will see that this show is more about you than it is about them. But I'm going to list a few quotes from the SNS Facebook page that back up my point. (coughs) Quotations, and this is from the post that absolutely had nothing to do with Jacob Cahill. Quote, where in my original memo or post to Rod or Mays, did I ask for your comments or opinions or two cents? When you, the listeners, start doing your own shows and JJ and myself subscribe to your Facebook page and start coming in your chat rooms, then you can tell us what is going to fly and what isn't. And we will have to honor and accept that, like, like it or not, walk away from it. Walk away from it all if that's what you should choose to do. That was, of course, Trey. So Jacob continues with, if the show is indeed for the fans by the fans then Trey wouldn't push people around in the Facebook group just because he doesn't like what they say or because they piss you off. Or you happen to think they are a troll. <laughs> what nobody seems to and this is Trey, quote again, what nobody seems to understand or get here is that J.J. and I are going to do what we want, when we want, when it comes to matters like this. I do not care what any of you think about this matter or how it should have been handled. The next time I have to say this, please don't make me say this again. Quotations, that was Trey. Again, it comes pretty easy to Trey to threaten his audience. The very audience that made him what he is today. Quotations, for the fans, by the fans. Combine all this with the times that both of you have said on the air that this is your show and climbed on your high horse and acted like we the fans are under you. And you have a pretty solid case that WNL has turned into a show that is more about the hosts and stroking their egos than it is quotations for the fans by the fans. Again, you bitches probably don't have the sacks to read this on WNL and let the listeners decide or even respond to it in any way. But whatever. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Jacob Cahill. Let's go back over this email for a second couple things I want to talk about. It was nice to hear that I could almost completely derail your show last Monday. I especially love the fact you couldn't take any sort of criticism at all. You guys are so obsessed with yourselves that you just kick people from the SNS Facebook page for whatever reason you feel like. First of all, the SNS Facebook page is a way for our fans to communicate with us and each other. There are rules... As society needs rules, the people in question on this Facebook page know what they did wrong that made them singled out. Could we have handled it in a better way? Yeah, probably. I'm going to take the blame on that one. And I'm going to tell you why. I have been preoccupied with other things going on. I approved what Trey said. I agreed with Trey on all the things he said. Because something needed to be done. And truthfully, I told him to fucking just ban him. But Trey wanted to put it out there and give them a a, a warning. So, again, it's not like we just said, oh, you know, we're feeling like assholes. Let's kick some people today. There were reasons that didn't pertain to you in any fucking way. But thanks for coming out. Let's see. What else on here? And I love this whole for the fans, by the fans shit. That has been the tagline for Wrestling News Live since day one. Mm -hmm. Do you know why that's the tagline for Wrestling News Live? Because Trey and JSK were fans of professional wrestling. And as fans, they presented you, the fans, with a show for the fans, by the fans. I don't know how much literal you can take from that. How do you not get that? I'm just trying to figure this one out. How do you not get that? And you try to twist this and make it like, you know, we're just, we're fucking so obsessed with our own egos. Do Trey and I have an ego? Fucking yes, we do. Do you know why we have an ego? Because we have busted our ass to fucking put out the best fucking radio show that we can. And we've had top-notch interviews with just about everybody in this fucking business. And when other people do that, I'm sure they have an ego too. Don't think for one minute that anybody out there with a fucking radio show doesn't have an ego. Now, I don't think the listeners are beneath me. I don't know where that came from. I've never treated anybody in this fucking chat room on this fucking show as they're fucking beneath me. Do I joke with people? Absolutely. But I've never treated anybody like they're beneath me. Any comments on that, Trey? No, you're saying everything I wanted to say.
7: Um, You know, as far as having the Facebook page and the Twitter pages and and the chat room, um, I won't get, I'm I'm not going to go into details, but I can tell you that other shows have thought about getting rid of their chat rooms because of things that, that are said during the show that, that they can't take they can't take the negativity i know of a show that got rid of their chat room because it was full of more full of haters than it was of chatters there to listen to their show until so they just got rid of it um we've never run from that and we've always had a chat room always but, if you'll notice, and until recently, you know, we we kind of let you guys just do and say what you want. What bothers me is when somebody says, oh, you got mad at this guy because he didn't agree with you. What? Really? Uh, who am I to not agree with in the first place? Number one. Number two, you know... It has nothing to do with agreeing or disagreeing. You know, everything has to have order. Everybody has to have somebody policing them so shit doesn't get out of control. And up until recently, and I'll say this, since JJ and I brought this show back two years and some change ago, this has been the best group of chatters I've ever had. And I want you to take that as a compliment because I'm a little long in the tooth and I've had a lot of chatters come and go. I've had a lot of regulars come and go. I've had a lot of regulars that don't chat anymore that just listen to archives because the time of night that we're on, you know, I, I want you guys to take that as a compliment to yourselves because I like our chat room. A lot. And I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for the interaction that I get with the live listeners and the Facebook page people, I wouldn't be doing this anymore. I have nothing left to prove. I have nothing left to gain in this business. I would like to think that when it's all done and everybody's, you know, Retired that when people talk about wrestling radio, they talk about myself and JJ and JSK and what we did and what we gave to our listener base, you know, um, did I make a mistake and try to make some money off of this? Yeah, I did. I made a mistake and I apologized profusely for that. Did I lose listeners because of that? Yeah, I did. But I think we got a lot of people back and a lot of new people in their place when we brought this show back. You know, I don't think J.J. and I ask too much of you guys. I don't think that, you know, I don't think we ask anything of you guys other than to just don't be douchebags. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you wake up in the morning and you get dressed for your day. That should be your number one goal in the first place. I don't want to be a douchebag today in anything in life. Yeah, exactly. Let alone in our chat room or on our Facebook page. Because we're not asking you for anything. We don't owe you anything. We're not asking you for anything.
5: You know, and I want to go back to this for the fans, by the fans. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Tony Mirabella was a listener, a fan of this show who started listening in 2010, who after time and time proved himself to be a, a trustworthy guy, someone who wanted to be in this business, wanted to learn how to do what we did. And somewhere over time, he became a host on this network. Now, if that doesn't say for the fans, by the fans, I really don't know what does. You know, Maverick is another shining example of that. Maverick is a longtime w and listener who stepped up, made his own radio show, and actually won an award last year at the radio awards that really don't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, of course, as some people would tell you.
7: According to losers.
5: Yeah, according to people who don't win them. So, I look at that as shining examples of for the fans, by the fans. I just, oh, this is so funny to me. You know, I'm not even mad about this email. I, You made yourself look pathetic, Jacob. And like I said, this is it for you. This is the swan song. Your name's never getting brought up again. You know, continue to listen to the shows. We appreciate the download that you're going to continue to give us every week. Because you're not going away. But you've been banished from the island. You're no longer a uh, member of this family. You're no longer a part of anything that we do. You're like Eric Bischoff. We just put you in the toilet. You're in the fucking shame. The shed of shame. That's your place here. You mean absolutely shit to me at the end of the day. When I go to bed tonight, you won't even be a second thought. But I wanted to give this email a read because I wanted you to have your opinions known. I wanted you to get your say in. And then I wanted to make you look like a complete and utter bitch with your own fucking words. At the same time, I also want the callers who are going to call in tonight when we open up the phone lines in a minute to tell us your take. Do you agree with Jacob? Are we just egotistical, overbearing sons of bitches that don't do anything for you? Because, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, how many shows in a week do I fucking do for this network when I really don't have to? You know, how many times have Trey and I strayed and done specialty shows like a Thanksgiving show and a Christmas show and other things that we didn't have to do? So I really take exception to you trying to rub in for the fans, by the fans. I really do. Because that means something to us. But you know what? I've given you your fifteen minutes. It's over. We're done. Thank you for the email. If you can, if you send more, I'll never read them. So don't waste your fucking time typing them up. He's got to do something to. Don't waste your time trying That's to call in. To
1: life.
5: Whatever. Don't waste your time trying to call in. Don't fucking bother. We're done. We don't care, Jacob. Goodbye. Hope you enjoy the show. With that said, phone lines are now open. 501-588-7957. And I'm serious, guys. I don't want you to come on this show and kiss my ass or kiss Trey's ass and say, oh, you guys are awesome. (coughs) If you really really feel that Jacob is right here and we've done you wrong, then I want you to tell us. I want you to man up and say, you know, I, I kind of agree with him. I think you guys are douchebags, and I think you do this for yourself, because at the end of the day, I'm not getting paid a goddamn dime for any of this shit, and it takes me away from my family. So really, I don't know what I'm getting out of it other than the hearing the sound of my own fucking voice. But I want you to be truthful. Please. That's what I ask. Let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
10: What's up, boys?
5: What's up? It's been a while. Has been a while. Who's this? This is
10: Facial sequel.
5: Oh, I didn't uh, recognize you. You don't
10: even you. sound like yourself. I'm on the phone tonight, I actually. I uh, don't have my my laptop plugged in, so I thought I'd call in by the phone. Okay, by cool. By the phone, whatever.
5: All right, man, what's on your mind?
10: Nothing much. I actually just got home from uh, from work. We had midnight tonight for uh, Diablo 3, Max Payne 3, and uh, Game of Thrones. So mm. I got home just in time to hear the show, and everyone's telling me, hey, you need to listen to this email. And I'm kind of like, what are you talking about? I was like, give me a second. I'll be right back. I come back just in time to hear the email, and I'm kind of like, "Huh, okay." I was kind of, I was kind of, I was kind of like, "What? What in the world's going on here?" And uh, you know, I've known JJ, I've known you for up two and a half, three half, three years now, Trey. I've known you just about the same, same length of time.
5: Oh, oh, hold, hold that thought. Though. Hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I forgot to sure. mention Sean when I was talking about for the fans, by the fans. Because Sean is another guy that listened to our shows when we were somewhere else and came over with us when this network started. You know, the network that was never supposed to be a network. The network that I started on a fucking whim. I started this network to prove a point to the people that fired me, that they fucked up when they let me go. And almost three years later, we're fucking dominating in every fucking category. And that's not ego, that's the fucking truth. Go ahead, Sean, sorry to cut you off.
10: And it's all good. And actually, um I mean it's it's we've known each other for a while. I'm happy to say that I can call you both friends. And no matter what, I can be truthful and honest with both of you. No matter what because it's my opinion. It's not only my opinion, it's fact. You too, you may have an ego, but that those egos don't get fully in the way. You tell things like they should be. You tell people what they what they need to know, not what they want to hear. And that's what I love about both of you guys. I'm not here to kiss your ass. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm here to tell it to you straight up. Both of you, I mean, Trey, me and you always don't agree on things. JJ, same thing goes with you. We always have different opinions, and that's why I enjoy it. Because if we agreed on everything, it would suck completely. I mean, things would not be as fun as they are. I mean, just to hear Trey yell at me every now and then, or JJ yell at me because I got something wrong, it's hilarious. I, I love it. But uh I mean Jacob K. Hill, he's got no right to stand on as somebody said in the chat earlier. You guys do this for the fans. You guys do it because you love doing it and that's how it goes. I mean I love doing what I love doing. The open book, uh show that I've only been doing for five weeks now, I love doing it and I'm glad you gave me that chance, J, because if you had never given me that chance, I wouldn't have been having as much fun as I'm having I'm having with my co-host, Ashley, I mean, it's just amazingly fun. And, I mean, Unplugged, one of the greatest things I ever was involved with, including Plugged In from the other network, I mean, it's always been a lot of fun. And you guys gave me that chance, no matter what. I was a fan. I became a co-host. I became a host. It's You guys are the reason. I mean, Ron said the same thing. You guys are the reason why I do this, because you guys gave me that chance. And you have an ego. I mean, I've got an ego also, but I mean it's a lot of fun no matter what and you guys enjoy doing it. And, and that's why I I love listening.
5: Well, I appreciate that man, and you've you've done a great job with the open book, man.
10: Thank you. I'm definitely enjoying it actually, uh being actually definitely having a lot of fun with it.
5: Very cool. Uh, Trey, anything to add? I
10: thought, no, uh, I, I I I'm just uh,
7: you know, I'm thankful for people like Sean that, you know, go from being listeners to hosts because then I I feel like we had a hand in that. And, um you know, I can't even tell you. Well, I might be able to. I can come close to the amount of listeners that have been um, inspired by Wrestling News Live to go on and do their own thing. And there's quite a few of them, and I can't mention them all, but there's quite a few of them from when we started to now, you know, they have gone on and, and tried other things and become hosts, and at least thankfully they always give credit back to Wrestling News Live.
5: Well, you know, and, and I'll I'll say this too, I, I'm, I'm very proud of Sean, I'm very proud of Bronx, I'm also very proud of Krellie, and that guy was was a pet project. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not gonna say he's my pet or anything, but Crelly's a good friend, and. uh you know, the knock on Krelly when we first started was people couldn't understand him. And a lot of people still say they can't understand Krelly, But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, Krelly has vastly improved. And I'm proud of the work that he's done with Headlocks to Headlines, you know, making that a sister site to us. And being my co-host on Unplugged for, you know, all those, well, for the couple of years that we did that show together. Um, you know, him doing the news for Headlocks to Headlines. I, I, I'm just just—I'm proud of everybody that stepped up. And, again, for the fans, by the fans, how does that not ring true? All
10: right.
5: All right, Sean. I want to thank
10: uh, you guys for letting me call in right quick. I know you're all inundated by a lot of phone calls. So I want to thank you once again. And don't forget to check out Open Book right here on the SNS s Network.
5: Thank you plug. all. Thank you, guys. Cheap plug. <laughs> all right, Sean. We'll talk to you later, man. Thanks. Later, guys. All right, the sensational sequel. You can catch him every week right here on the SNS Radio Network for the open book. Let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
11: Uh, This is Anthony.
5: Anthony, what's going on, dude?
11: Uh, First off, to that Jacob guy, I know he shouldn't be getting much attention as he's getting, but he's an asshole because, oh, yeah, you guys don't do anything for the fans. JJ, you just found out something about your family, and yet you're still doing the show. So, in other words, screw him.
5: Well, like I said, then, I, you know, it, it happened so last minute, there's nothing I could have done to change it. I mean, ten minutes before the show, if if I would have known that, I would have had Bronx fill in for me and I would have taken the night off. But, you know what, I felt like we needed to cover this tonight and I really wanted to talk about it. So, um, you know, I'll deal with the consequences tomorrow and, and we'll work it out. But, uh, you know, it, it was very upsetting at the first of the show to learn that.
11: True, and also, Trey even did a show with JSK during a tornado warning, so... Hell, he's good at the show. He's crazy, but he's loyal to his fans.
7: True that. Well, the show must go on. The tornado was either going to hit or it wasn't, so it was just a matter of flipping a coin.
11: True, and, like, heck, you guys, true, you gave people that were just regular people in the chat a shot in the network, and they've done great. Ashley, Bronx, all those people. Hell, even though you want someone of its own show, I've been able to at least somewhat get noticed by calling in, even though I've been called worse stuff on that show, but... Still, at least I'm getting attention from it.
5: No, it's all that porn that you watch, apparently. <laughs>
11: yeah, allegedly. Sheesh. Hey, but you. Sometimes want to call this this show, you guys make fun of me like JJ saying he would shoot me in the knees if there's a zombie apocalypse. We still have a good time about that. So.
5: I would chain you in a heartbeat. <laughs>
11: right, you don't would. don't don't
7: feel bad. JJ would shoot me in the knees if there was a zombie apocalypse.
5: I I found a t-shirt the other day that I'm gonna order. And it literally has, uh, the caption is, if we're being chased by zombies, I will trip you. And I thought, man, I totally need that shirt. I totally need that shirt.
7: I still want the one that says you are hotter on Facebook.
5: <laughs> well, that's a good one, too. <laughs> well, Anthony, hey, you anything else, man?
11: One, uh, you guys are one of the best wrestling show. I mean, there used to be one site I used to go to at least listen to on Mondays, but I have to listen just to your Monday show and everything else. Might screw them. You guys are the top one in my, in my opinion. And also, you guys do it for free, so. Well, you know, you guys I should not be complaining, but you're getting it for free, so.
5: The one thing that I think this show stands out from all the other wrestling radio shows, and, and you know, just to prove a point, I don't know that I want to do this, but I guarantee you, Trey and I could bring you a show one week, where we just come on and we read the news, and we say, okay, this happened on Raw, this happened on Raw, this happened on Raw. And literally give you an hour to two hour show where we do nothing funny where we don't entertain you. We just inform you like every other show out there. People don't listen to this to get the news by just two random guys with a microphone. Trey and I are very serious about entertaining people. You know, I was an actor in high school. I actually wrestled for a little bit. It wasn't that great, mind you, but I did wrestle. You know, I I feel the need to entertain. So does Trey. We both have that bug. That's the thing that really sets us apart from everybody else. You know, when Trey was was headlining this show as the main entertainment, and I was headlining WTR as the entertaining presence on that show, you know, I never thought that we'd be able to get together and do Wrestling News Live or a show together. And I think that in the last three years, we proved the critics wrong. Oh, yeah. And we've done things that nobody saw coming.
11: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you guys did the whole work with Crelly about it looked like Crelly was going to quit the show and realized it was just a big work, that was just great.
7: <laughs> well, I mean, my my view is this, and when J.J. and I first got together, I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. I remember where I was sitting. I remember everything about it. Crelly actually had the idea originally of J.J. and I getting together. I'd already entertained the thought but didn't give much thought to it. But after talking to Crelly, I thought, yeah, that would work. It would be entertaining to say the least. And then the first conversation I had with JJ, when he said, JJ said, well, what are you, what are you looking for? what are you looking for? What do you want the show to be about? What do you want it to be like? You know, I stand by, well, I stand by, then I'll say it now. There's a million fucking news sites out there. You don't need us there's wrestling dash online delivered to your email every day you don't need us but I would like to think you enjoy us and you come here to get interesting wrestling talk educated wrestling talk and you get to walk away with it with a laugh something that will make you think about it the next day i i i I stressed to JJ I wanted this show to be like a morning radio show, where you get your information, but you also get very entertained at the same time. And two days after listening, I want you to be I want you to sit down tomorrow for breakfast and think of snap crackle and cock. I, I that's the that's the whole goal. That's why we do the things we do, is so that you'll laugh days later at something that we said on Monday nights. Because you can get your wrestling news on Monday nights. You can get your wrestling news from about seven different shows. But I would venture to bet that nobody other than one or two other shows that are on much larger networks, on real radio, have the audience that we have. And I know for a fact that other shows on Monday nights don't even have a a half of the live chatters that we have in our chat room. And like I said, you can get your news and you can get your wrestling talk and news anywhere you want it. It's out there. It's easy to get. But do you laugh? And are you entertained?
11: Yeah, and you're saying that you're not for the fans. How many awards has this show and network have got since it's been created?
5: Well, from, from the, people's the people's choice. People's is, choice is, is the yeah. one that really stands out. That's the one that's voted on by the people.
7: We've had four of those. Yep. So. Yeah. 12.
5: Anthony, I think we just lost Anthony. I think so, too. Well, sorry about that, Anthony. Um, thanks for the call, though, brother. Sorry about that. Uh, let's go to our next phone call. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this? What's going on? Hey, man, gentlemen? what's up?
12: Not much, not much. Just um, chilling, just relaxing on this Monday night. Hot as hell, Texas.
5: Texas, Where about in Texas. El Paso, Texas. Oh God, the hottest part of Texas. You know, I've never been to El Paso, but I spent a lot of years living in Fort Worth in the Dallas area.
12: Nice. Well, no, um, I I started listening to you guys because of um WrestleZone. Actually, they were the first place they said I remember come listen to the SNS Radio Network, and I had no idea what this was. I don't know what I was walking into. And I click that, that button, and I've listened to you guys for three years, and I've loved every minute of it
5: every minute well, I, of it
12: I you, you guys that. are the you guys are the reason why I got back into wrestling and I like tell, every, tell everybody who you
7: are because the chat room's asking who's on the phone this is d j by the way
5: d j so, so
7: three years ago you found us well, I apologize for that.
12: Well, cause I was, I used to listen to what's his name, um, the guy from WrestleZone. Uh, Talk about uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris Cash, yeah, that guy. Um, he annoys the hell out of me. I I troll his <laughs> chat room. I, I won't lie to you. I will troll the shit out of his chat room. That
5: guy just annoys the shit out of me. Do you know he's the one that got me started in this whole business?
7: And do you know that I'm the one that got him started in this whole business?
5: And I'm the I'm, and I'm
12: probably the only person who hates his goods but I oh no I like you're not Nick, you're not there
5: are other people that hate his cats too
12: yeah. Yeah. I like Nick Nick is cool <laughs> I,
7: I like i I like Nick too
12: but no, I just wanted to thank you guys for getting me back into wrestling and I enjoy your show every Monday and I enjoy you on Friday JJ. I love unplugged i I think that's one of the coolest shows ever I have and fun with the it fans. yeah
5: you know what I have fun with that show because It gives me an excuse not to talk wrestling. I mean, sure, we talk SmackDown, and, you know, we we talk some news, but, you know, I really enjoy the the gaming segment and talking movies and stuff. I mean, that's just, that was the whole point of that show. And, uh, you know, one day, who knows, I might not even be interested in wrestling anymore. Unplugged will just be about movies and video games. Who knows? I don't know. It's, It's getting crazy. Speaking of movies,
12: how did you like The Avengers?
5: I loved it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I, I'm hoping that people have seen it because I'm, I'm going to throw out a spoiler here. If you haven't seen it, well, you're you're behind the curve. I think my favorite part of the whole movie was uh, Hulk and Loki.
7: Oh yeah. You know oh, when
5: yeah. when when Hulk confronts him in, in Stark Tower and Loki gives him the speech about you're beneath me, you're all beneath me, I am a god, and Hulk grabs him and does the uh, does the old bam bam from the Flintstones <laughs> commercial. Bam 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 bam. And just leaves him laying in the floor and Loki's got this huge open, his mouth is just open like he can't believe that shit really happened. And Hulk walks away and says, puny god, best part of the whole fucking movie for me.
7: I don't know, my favorite part is when they're fighting the aliens in New York City and it's all going down and these aliens are flying out of the portal and uh, Thor and Hulk fly up in the air to try to cut them off at the choke point and they're fighting side by side. And they take out a hundred of these motherfuckers, and they land on the ground, and they're walking down the street, and they slow it down, and it's this real cool scene where the two heroes have avenged all the bad guys, and then out of the blue, Hulk punches Thor out of the screen. What?
5: <laughs> you know what that scene?
7: Everybody dies. Everybody dies laughing, and Hulk just kind of snorts and walks off.
5: You know what? I love that scene as well. But you know what it reminded me of when I saw it? Did you ever watch the uh, the Clint Eastwood movie, Every Which Way But Loose? Right turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. You know, they're in the truck, and the bikers are right there, and he goes, right turn, Clyde, and Clyde sticks his fist out the, and whacks the biker. That's exactly what it reminded me of. I, you know, I, and, and I love that. I love that. It's a fantastic movie. I, I recommend it. I'm going to go see it again. Next time, I'm going to see it in 3D. I went and saw it in 2D last time, but I'm going to go see it again. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to own that one. Probably the best Marvel movie I think I've ever seen. So,
7: and the cool thing about the Avengers to me is, and I'm going to spoil the ending for you, the end credits. There's a scene where the guy that they show earlier in the movie talking to Loki, that's basically telling Loki what to do.
5: Do you know who that guy was? Who is it?
7: Well, I know well, who the guy in the end is.
5: Well, okay, no, the, the the guy that he's talking to, he's a character called the Other. And do you know other, yeah. do you know who actually plays that character? No. Keep in mind that Josh Whedon is, is the one who wrote the movie and, and directed it, right? Right. And he's famous for lots of TV shows like, you know, Dollhouse and, of course, Angel, Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy was Alexis Denisoff, who was an angel as uh, the character Wesley.
7: Wesley, uh, the little guy with the glasses?
5: That was Alexis Denisoff. That was the other.
7: No shit.
5: No shit. He's actually the See, guy. I've,
7: I've got Angel on DVD, like eight, nine seasons of that shit.
5: Do you it know he's he's also the... he's also married to Allison Hannigan.
7: Oh, well, uh, yeah, Willow.
5: Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's that's who that guy was. Wow, well, go go, uh, Alex. So there you go. He's like I said. He's, um, he's always doing well, something. What was with what
7: I was alluding to is he tells. This figure that they tried to attack, they tried to take on Earth and that to try again would be futile. That It would result in death. And this purple figure turns and grins. Well, I didn't know who that was. And I'm a pretty knowledgeable Marvel guy. I'm okay with DC, but I'm pretty good with Marvel. And I had to come home and look it up. It's Thanos, and I don't know anything about the guy. I don't remember him from the comic book series. I don't remember him from comic book lore. So that's new to me. So when they have part two and it's versus Thanos, I'm gonna. I, it's going to be all new to me.
5: Yeah, Thanos is almost like the counterpart. He Thanos is to Marvel what Darkseid is to uh, DC, I think.
7: But what's funny is I always thought Darkseid was more of a Marvel character.
5: Oh, no, he's always DC.
7: Well, I know he is. But I always felt like in reading about him when, when he killed Superman and all that and... I always felt like he should have been a Marvel guy instead of a DC guy.
5: Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. But, yeah, Thanos, uh, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. But, uh, no, I, I love the Avengers movie man. Fantastic. So
12: Five out of five? Five out of five completely?
7: Oh, psh,
5: six out of oh, five. Hands,
12: hands
7: down, six out of five. The only regret I think I might have in the whole Avenger movie, two. The only The only two regrets. The only two things I didn't like about the Avenger movie, and they had to pertain to the same character, Scarlett Johansson should have talked with the Russian accent and she should have shown her
5: titties. (laughs) Uh, Somewhere
7: in the movie, a boob pops out. The Dogs happy.
5: Well, and I see your point, but you know, the Avengers is is a Marvel movie made for kids, you know, it's still Disney property. So
7: I mean, a Tony Stark can't get in her pants. Who can?
5: Well, there you go. Uh, I will say another scene that I really enjoyed in that movie, real quick, and then we got to wrap this up. Um, I really enjoyed where, you know, Thor comes down, he's talking to S.H.I.E.L.D., and he says, you know, I'm taking Loki back up to Asgard, and we'll, you know, we'll try and we'll take care of it. And, uh, you know, he's like, he's my brother. He's like, well, he killed 80 people yesterday. He goes, well, he is adopted.
7: (laughs) I was like, that's awesome. Yeah.
5: Well, he is adopted.
7: He is adopted. Actually, actually, one of the other parts I liked was when Iron Man met Thor, and he was like, "What is this Shakespeare or Shakespeare in the Park?" Yeah.
5: You know what? I really like Downey in that role. I think he's fantastic as Tony Stark.
12: Oh yeah, there couldn't. I don't think there could be anybody else. Yeah.
5: Well, DJ's there anything else, man?
12: No, that's it. I just wanted to thank you guys for for bringing me into the show, letting me uh, speak my mind about wrestling, and I. I'd like to thank you guys for having something for me to do on Monday nights, which will be moving on to Tuesdays. And I'll be weeks. in 2 weeks and I'll be listening until you guys hang it up, if you guys ever do.
5: well who knows. What, you know, Trey and I have talked about the future of this show and it's it's uncertain. We don't know. At some point it's got to come to an end, you know. At like some point, a good book. You know, I mean, who knows? The Mayan calendar might not be predicting the end of the world. They could be predicting the end of Wrestling News Live. You never know. <laughs>
12: Will you, will you gentlemen have a good night? I'll talk to
5: you soon. All right, man, thanks. Thanks, sir. All right, I want to go back to the phone line. I've got an 815 area code, so let's go to that one first. Uh, 815, you're on the air. Who's this?
2: Uh, this is Lakers, fan. Hey, man, what's going on? Yeah, I'm in the chat room, and I just wanted to say uh, I, I really enjoy the show. Uh, I'm, I found you guys in uh 2011, and, uh you know, like, like, I'm – a a wrestling fan since I was a kid, you know, seeing the Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rocks and kind of grew. I am kind of growing, you know, tired with the with the product, you know. And but when I found you guys, you know, you guys make it me, you know, uh, you know with Trey and JJ, and, and uh, you know, you know. Last year I lost, well, not last year, but a year ago, I lost my father, and you know it was, you know, it was really hard, you know.
5: It's not an easy uh, like
2: thing. How, kind of like how, uh, you know, you lost. Say it again.
5: It's not an easy thing. I, my heart goes out to you, man. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry for your loss.
2: No, it's, it's not. And, and and thank you. But i am just saying, you know, with you, man, I know how you're going through with your family, man. Just keep pressing on and uh you can get through it, man. And I just wanted to let you all know just to, uh, you know, keep doing your thing, man, because, you know, I really like the show. You know, for most of the time, to the archive. But I really like, you know, the show, like how you and Trey – you know, give your opinions on the product. Uh, you know, you don't just really just run down the show like in a re- regular format. You guys give your opinion, you know, and I really like how you guys have, you know, your opinions and things of that nature, not just a boring show. And I want to give you guys props on the Austin and uh Shawn Michael interviews. I thought those were awesome, you know. Thanks. I mean, I wish you, I wish you guys could get more, like, you know, WWE guys, but I know they're under the contract, so, you know, they're not going to be talking about it.
7: It's tough to it's tough to get the WWE folks because what they do is they're on the road with like their their house shows and let's say they're in El Paso, Texas, to them tomorrow. Well, yeah. whatever popular radio station they have in El Paso, be it country or rock or whatever, WWE does its homework before they get there. They have a, they have a group of people that this is their job. And what those people do is they go on the Internet and there's websites that will tell you, okay, Q102, the rock mm-hmm. station, is the most listened to station in El Paso. And I'm making this up. There's probably not a Q102, but I'm making it up for story's sake. Okay, so the people go, Q102 is the, the most listened to morning show in El Paso, Texas. Okay, we'll give them The Miz. And so The Miz will call in to their morning show and give them, you know, 30 minutes worth of shit as they play music in between, but they'll record a 30-minute interview with The Miz to promote that house show in their town, and then they'll say, okay, what's the second largest show? Okay, well, give them Mark Henry, or whatever, you know, and it goes down the list. That's how they do their radio interviews. You can also get on what they call a pay-per-view tour. And what that does, and I've been on it twice with my radio station, and I usually the interviews for Wrestling News Live. But uh, they have one person, like Jim Ross, who is going to promote that pay-per-view. And he'll start doing interviews at seven fifteen a.m. all the way till noon, 15 to 20 minutes at a time. And if you get it on the list, you're on the list. If you don't, you don't. And that's the only way you can get those guys. There's another way. If you're lucky and you get in good with the WWE and they give you a tour pass and you get to go backstage for a meet and greet, you might be able to get one of those guys. Like I had Carlito and Jeff Hardy at the last one I went to and uh, neither one of them wanted to be on the air. But you might get somebody like Ted DiBiase who says, yeah, I'll talk for about 10, 15 minutes. And you can get them that way. But other than that, that's
2: about it. And that's that's yeah, they I, won't they I, don't do I, internet radio. I, yeah, I just wish I wish they would take the WWE. It uh, would take advantage of the internet radio. I mean, they, I think I don't know if this man thinks the internet, the internet radio is a joke horse beneath beneath them, but I think they underestimate the power of internet radio on different shows. I think they may see a couple shows of and and may think okay, this is not professional work. So I'm well, I'll tell, you, there, I'll tell you, I'll
7: tell you, I'll tell you you from from dealing with TNA back in the day when TNA had and they still do have somebody in place that schedules radio interviews but in dealing with them I learned about the WWE the reason why the WWE doesn't do internet radio is because any two kids with a headset and a computer can do a show
13: yeah
7: and they ran into a deal where they were back in the day you could you could call and get interviews But then so many of their superstars were getting on shows with the kids where they were going, Hey, you you remember that match you had with uh, Jake the Snake? That was awesome. Uh, And that was all they asked.
5: The Chris Farley show.
7: Yeah. So they decided no more of that shit. If it's not a legit show, they're not going to put their talent on there, which is stupid
13: because more people
7: will hear that. More people yeah. will hear an internet interview than El Paso will hear on Q one hundred and two.
2: Exactly, yeah. And I think you know, like with you guys, you know, I'm just you know, from the short time that I watch you, uh, listen to you guys, you guys, you know, have interviewed some of the you know top guys in the business. You know, you interviewed like I remember, I want to say Fourth of July around that time uh, last year. You guys did Rowdy Piper, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And you did guys like that, you did Austin. You did like the number one guy that brought me back to wrestling, Steve Austin. And I was like, wow, these guys got top notch guys, you know. I, I thought it was just some way you guys to be like, look, we interviewed some, like, you know, top guys in this business, you know.
7: Well, I'm working like that. on that. And it, it's, it's it's funny you bring that up because I'm, I'm in the process of trying to put together a demo of all the people we've had to try to solicit more WWE and TNA interviews, so...
2: We'll see how it goes. Okay, well, that's all I have really. I just wanted to say, you guys, uh, keep up the good work. I love the show. Um, I like most of you I listen to most of all the shows in there, and I just, I like the format you guys have. You guys, you know, it's not scripted, boring kind of stuff. It's like, you know, sometimes you guys may do like a rant, or you might do, you know, I just like the unpredictability of the show.
5: It's (laughs) definitely unpredictable. I mean, who thought that, uh, Snap, I mean, crackle, and cock. I would...
2: it, the first time I heard it, it what hooked me was, uh, I think, what, J.J., I think you call yourself J.J. Sexy. Yeah. Uh, you, were doing, you were doing like a rant. I mean, I mean, you were going off on something, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what is I was like, what is it? I didn't know what this was. I was like, man, i got to keep listening to this. You know?
5: Yeah, some, sometimes I lose it. But, you know, who would have thought that the uh, the whole catchphrase for tonight would be snap, crackle, and cock? I don't know. It's just.
2: Yeah, At the end yeah. of the day. So,
7: <laughs> At the end of the day, when the dust settles and the smoke clears, the one thing you'll have in your mind is cock.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I don't want that. But uh, you guys have a good, good night. Keep going. And, uh, uh my uh, JJ, you know, just keep your head up, man. You guys have a good night.
5: Thanks, man. We appreciate yeah, it. Man. All right. I like to hear from people that we've never spoken to before. That's awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
0: Hey, guys. It's Philio.
5: Philio. Long time, man. Philly-o. How you doing?
0: Now uh, it's been a while. Uh, um to forgive me, it's my first time actually ever using Skype for anything. <laughs> Good and luck. I got it specifically to talk to the show. Um Gotta say that guy uh, Cahill got me a little riled up because I don't like people talking shit on my WNL. <laughs> um but I'm glad that situation's addressed and over with. I mean, look, I've been a listener since 2003, mostly a faithful Archive listener. And uh, I think there's a lot of people in this chat room who have similar stories to me. Where we've been listening for a long time, you know, some longer than others. But uh, all I'm going to say is this. you know, I'm kind of excited to see this move to Tuesday nights, especially going a little earlier. Because now, instead of the show going on as I'm
5: driving home,
0: I can listen to the show at work instead of being productive.
5: There you go. <laughs> all right, all right. We're we're helping you not work at work. That's awesome. We should
7: change the slogan since "for the fans, by the fans" is in question. We should change the slogan to "Wrestling News Live, Getting Bitches Fired" since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's that's nice. why I love about my job. I'm night shift and I'm the guy in charge. So just as long as I kind of keep an eye, one eye on things and. The other aisle of the chat room, we're good.
7: That's me. When I go to work, I'm the man in charge. I am the night manager. So there's only one person above me, and I've known that guy since we were in diapers. I know he's
0: not going to fire me, so I'm good.
5: Well, there you go. But, uh,
0: you know, I'll be honest. With everything that's been going on with you, J.J., and everything you're trying to do to get this network off the ground, conflicting with what's going on in your life, you you know, you all do what you need to do. We, the fans, we're here to support you. And you know that.
5: And I appreciate that.
7: I tell you, you know, the whole time that this network has been going, I've never, for lack of a better term, stopped to smell the roses, so to speak. And I was so proud today of this network. And all it took was me going to the front page and watching that that, that that graphic ticker that changes from show to show to show and to see how many shows we really do have on this network. I was so proud of that. And we're not even done. We're bringing more to the network as we speak. So we're just getting started, kids.
0: Well, I'll tell you, if I had the time, I would uh, definitely look into trying to contribute to that as well i just become another listener who became a host of his own show on the network. Uh, I wish I had the time to do it because I said this in chat. Years ago, I tried to get into radio, and I had two inspirations. One, I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about when I say this, but one was the Don and Mike show. The other was Wrestling News Live. Those are the two things that taught me, you know, I'd love to give this a shot. Didn't work out, but hey, you know, well, it don't got me give up. Don't don't give up because
7: I've had a lot of doors shut in my face, but I've also kicked a lot of them down in the time since
0: I've been on the air. So I know you can do it. Well, I appreciate that, and like I said, maybe I'll try to work something out one day with uh, JJ if he has room for another show on the network.
5: There's always room for Jello.
0: Well thought, there's
7: a,
5: yeah, it's a good one. There's always room for jello. There's always room for another show.
7: There's always room for the jello pudding bobs on the network with my wife Camille.
5: Thank you, Trey Cosby. All right, well, I'll let you guys
0: go. Wonderful show as always, and uh, looking forward to next week. I'll probably catch it on the archive. All right, All right
7: brother.
0: Thank you. Night. We'll
5: talk to you later, man. Thanks.
7: Hi. Did somebody say something about pudding pops and Jello?
5: Well, if anything was going to make uh, Harry Carey come back from the dead, it was pudding pops.
4: I like pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Let me hear you.
5: Oh, that's funny stuff. Are you still there, Trey? I'm still here. Oh, that was, got quiet all of a sudden. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
3: Hey, yo, guys, it's L Train.
5: L Train, I'm, I'm going to take L Train, and then I'm going to get this other call, and then we got to wrap because we're we're sitting at. It's getting late. So, uh, L. Trent, go ahead, man.
3: Well, I'm calling in mainly to uh, chime in on this whole uh, email thing, but I've still got to try and get my breath back because I lost a little bit laughing so hard at that little uh, fiasco happening with Bronx earlier. I don't think I'm going to be able to look at cereal the same way. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Neither will Bronx. Hey, hey, look at it this way. When The Rock came out and called John Cena Fruity Pebbles, John Cena landed an endorsement deal with the people that make Pretty Pebbles. Somewhere, somebody in the cereal business is about to cut JJ a check for Snap Crackle and Cock.
5: It's fabulous!
3: It's fabulous! Oh my god, that's going to be one awkward-looking spoon.
5: I, I like cereal too. Oh, why do I feel glad hates me?
2: <laughs> oh God! Oh, but uh, all right,
3: but you know uh, that's one of the things that I want to bring up in regards to this email because I'm here in this whole argument, and I'm using air quotes for that. That this fool, who I'm not even going to give him the honor of using his name for this, because this whole argument is flimsy. He doesn't have one leg to stand on. Hell, Zach Gallon, Zach Gallon has more of a leg to stand on than this guy does.
13: Um, blum, blum, <laughs>
3: But frankly, as as brief and as quick a history as I can give, the first time Trey ever asked me how I came into this uh, network back at WrestleMania last year, I had mentioned that it was through uh, Shelly Martinez's chat that Crelly, who is a good friend of hers and always, um, every time a chat comes up and he would ever call in, he would always bring up the SNS radio network, sundaynightshowdown.com, back when it was that, and he would bring up, Hosting, co-hosting, Unplug with JJ, and bring up all the guests, all the segments they have on there, covering video gaming, covering professional wrestling, and so. The first time I go to check it out, which I believe was the final uh, Friday before the 2011 uh, Royal Rumble, this is the first time I'm ever checking out an online radio show, an online podcast. I've never listened to them before, but I'd obviously known about them, and so checking it out and being able to chat with Crowley and JJ. And hearing a whole lot of insight, a whole lot of stuff, you know, that I never thought about in terms of, you know, how the insides of the wrestling world works. And keep in mind, this was before I even found out that J.J. himself had trained in wrestling beforehand. And I came away so impressed and was so cool with everything that I learned from him. And then being able to not just listen to Unplugged, but then being able to also listen to the following pay-per-view coverages of uh, Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania and all that, and this is the first time I'd ever for, taken a forway, foray into that, being able to listen to online radio coverage of these pay-per-views going on. And what a cool experience it is. As I've always said with you guys, like an old throwback to the old 1920s boxing stuff where you can't see it, but you're getting visuals put in your head based off of the descriptions. And then listening to Unplug, branching off into listening to Wrestling News Live with you and J.J. Trey and... Being exposed not just to your side of uh, all the past wrestling history and your years doing this, but also the amazingly quick timing that your sense of humor allows and just the just bust-out, laugh-out-loud moments that happen to occur.
7: I'm not funny. Uh, yeah, sure.
5: You're funny-looking, but, I mean, we overlook that.
7: I'm pretty funny-looking, that's all right, because I get things cooking.
5: I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom, y'all.
7: I think somebody got busy on my Burger King Whopper the other day.
5: Oh, I hope you didn't eat it.
7: <laughs> no, I took it back.
5: Because really, I mean, if you thought somebody got busy on your Whopper, I mean, you don't want it to be Chinese food, the cream of some young guy, right? I, mean, I
7: asked for a liter of cola, and I think somebody fucked with my food.
5: Okay. Wow, okay.
7: That ain't that ain't no good. It was wow, no snap, crackle, and cock, but it was still...
5: Well, we can't all aspire to be
7: fabulous! It was not a very fabulous burger.
3: Oh, but, but you know, like, like just quick little stuff like that. It's just stuff that, that sticks with you. And, you know, and at the same time, you're entertained by listening to the show, but you're still learning a lot more about wrestling. And I caught that with Wrestling News Live on Unplugged when JJ and Sean and Crowley were on it. And even and even still now, with a uh, JJ and Charles when they were on the Comcast, on the Coscast, and now with the new Unplugged now. And it's not, and it's not just with that. I mean, those were the main shows that I had listened to at the time. And then I branched out even further with the Pro Wrestling Rewind with Andy, and back when he had a uh, uh, Mike on there, and now with Bronx, and even some of the podcast shows like uh, Running the Ropes with Crowley and Maverick. And just today, I listened to my first episode of Open Book with Sean and Ashley. So I mean you think about just how much stuff there is on this network that you have available to listen to and everything that every every little bit of uh, detail that you're able to get from pretty much every, every facet of wrestling you can listen to, even old-school stuff with Sean Beckerman on Beyond the Bell. You think about all that, everything that you're able to give to us, I mean, for the fans, by the fans, which in all honesty, I didn't even know that that was something that you and JSK came up with at one point, Trey. I mean, Unfortunately, I wasn't listening back when JSK was with us, but just being able to listen to the two shows that I have heard, the uh, Wasted News Live and Tornado News Live, I could just tell, even back then, that was going to be the start of something big, and we're seeing that now here in 2012 with just what SNS has grown into.
7: Well, I appreciate that, and to be honest with you, to come clean on the whole thing, I came up with the name Wrestling News Live And JSK pretty much came up with For the Fans by the Fans. But he did it on accident, so it doesn't really count. He did it. He said it. He didn't realize what he said when he said it, and I took it and ran with it.
5: Was that like one of those, Christmas isn't just celebrated on the planet, but the whole world?
7: Yep, that's it. That was one of those. (laughs) We were sitting in the the t-shirt shop trying to come up with a saying, and he goes, well, it's got to be something, you know, I mean, it's got to be something that, that makes sense, you know, because, you know, it's got to make sense to the fans because we're fans. You know, it's got to be for the fans, by the fans. You know, it's got to be something that they can relate to. And I said, well, why don't you just use that? Use what? What you just said. what I say? For the fans, by the fans. That's good. Did you just come up with that? I said, no, dumbass, you just said that. Yeah, fuck it. That'll work. And So that's where the saying comes from.
3: It's pretty the cool. The can be the unexpected ones. But uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I mean, shoot, if there was anything about the network you know, that I didn't like and I didn't want to listen to, shoot, I would go and find another show to listen to. But I don't want to. Everything that I heard that I enjoy in this network, I still listen to. I've been listening to it for over a year, and I really have no signs of stopping because I don't want to go anywhere else. I love everything right here, and I love all the content that you guys provide.
5: Well, you know, I'll say this. There are times I have a bad day you know and and I might say something that I probably shouldn't but you know I don't specifically single people out in the chat room and uh, you know that email to me was just reeking of this guy wanting to try to prove that he's right on everything that he says and at the end of the day he's a troll I know where he's from he's been causing problems for a while between this show and another show and Again, his fifteen minutes of fame are done. It's it's over. We'll never speak of him again. You know, I, I'm just I, I I just I I felt the urge to read that email when it came across my desk today. For someone to actually have the balls to tell me that I don't have the balls to read that email because it would change the way the listener base thinks about us. I've yet to hear anything negative. I'm still waiting. I would, I would, you know what, I'd like one call where, where you just, I fucking hate you guys. I think you guys are egotistical pricks, but we haven't gotten that yet. You know, and if it's true, I want you guys to tell us the truth.
7: But I am an egotistical prick.
5: You know, we, we both said that about ourselves. I've got an ego. Absolutely, I do. You know, but let me preface that by saying.
7: I like me. I like me. I love me some me.
5: Let me preface that by saying that when I say I have a huge ego. I, being J.J. Sexay, I, being Jeff Jackson, does not have that ego. Because when I'm done at the end of the day and I go back to my life, my wife and my kids, I'm not J.J. Sexay. That's just me having fun.
7: You're running the k of the business.
5: I know. I'm just, I'm sorry. Blame Hulk Hogan. He fucked it up first. Brother. It's all brother. Hogan's fault. Brother. brother.
3: Brother, 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 brother. Well, I'll train
5: anything else for. you let you go, man.
3: <laughs> no, that's it, man. If I got anything else to... Come up with. I'll hit it up on the rewind, or maybe up on Unplugged. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bounce. And uh, you guys have a good rest of
5: the show. All right, man. Mm-hmm. thanks. Thanks. All right, that was L Train. Let's go ahead and take our final call for the night. Welcome to Wrestling News Live. Who's this?
9: This is Anwar from DC.
5: Anwar, what's up, dude?
9: Nothing much. I like. I love the show. It just pisses me off that like sometimes it's like the five, ten percent. They could fucking get y'all so mad and shit, but I get it because you're taking time out of your lives to to give free content to people, and it's like people sometimes I guess people don't really get that. And then y'all have your own lives, like three kids, job. Uh, I mean, I, that's why I just like I sit back and appreciate it. Even and if you say like, hey man, I don't feel like doing this shit no more, I'd be like okay, because I mean you, you don't we don't you don't owe shit, so I'm like. I'm just on, along for the ride and just enjoying shit. And it's like one of my favorite like lines from a song is "hate the niggas, marry hate the bitches, and have hated the kids." It's always gonna be have haters out there. <laughs> you with them. So this is like fuck them.
7: Well, you know, and last week I was we were do as we were doing the show and. Granted, neither one of us were in a very good mood and we're, we're, we're really having a hard time getting through the show because we're so pissed off and we're so out of gas. And, you know, this, you know, people say the five or ten percent, the two percent, the three percent. That's a small number to you guys. But to us. That five percent or ten percent hits us like a million people. It's hard to it's hard to explain why. I'm not going to go into details, but when you do what we do for the reasons we do what we do, and all you want to do at the end of the day is make people laugh and know that they've been brought up to date on all things wrestling, and you hope that tomorrow at breakfast they laugh about something you said the night before, Or you hope that two or three days from now, somebody says something that sparks a memory from something that we said that makes them laugh, you know, or they go home and they say, you won't believe what I heard Trey and JJ say this week. You know, that's at the end of the day what we hope happens. And when you do it for the reasons that we do this and you're hit in the face by what would be a bug on the windshield to you guys, it's like a slap in the face to us.
5: You know, one of the comments that just oh, made me seethe last year was, granted, we had a lot of things going on. We were supposed to do a, a Taboo Turkey Day last year.
7: Somebody got sick.
5: Yeah. And somebody actually oh, had the I, nerve. Oh, I think
9: I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I saw your wife's response to that shit.
5: Yeah, somebody came out and said, well, you owe us a, a Thanksgiving show. You owe us a Taboo Turkey Day. And I lost it. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me I owe you anything? You know, I mean, I, I just... I, you know, Trey and I have said for so long that we do this because we enjoy it. We're passionate about wrestling. If you notice, this show, we do talk wrestling, but we talk other stuff, too. I mean, this show is starting to spin off into uh, different directions. I mean, we talk... Jenny's. I mean, the
9: current product is some ass, but, um, exactly. I don't blame you.
5: Exactly. You know, and so we're passionate about what we do, and... You know, we're not gonna appeal to everybody out there. We're not everybody's cup of tea, and if we've rubbed people the wrong way, I understand it. At the end of the day, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm an asshole. I mean, that's I'm not pulling you. I'm not pulling your chain. I'm an asshole. I mean, I, I can be a complete and utter dick if you piss me off. You know, but if you're nice and you're cool, I'll, I'll be the coolest motherfucker on the planet. You know, yeah,
9: me I, fucking rolling with the fucking joke about mothers. <laughs> <laughs> I was in here laughing like wow, and I tried to tell my man he missed it. He's like, explain to me. I was like, nah, let Lloyd explain that to me.
5: <laughs> That's awesome. It's just one of
9: those joints you got to hear it to like get that. That shit was funny.
5: Well, you know, I had I had to prove a point, but uh, you know, I, I got to thank Darth Vulgar from that because I, I kind of stole that line from him. But uh, it's all good. Um,
7: <laughs> I still like the line. I still like the line from that uh, uh, that Christmas. Movie, I can't the ref.
5: Oh, the ref, yeah, where yeah.
7: He, where he says, "Well, I tell you what, mom. Since you're feeling so, you know, unappreciated, next year for Christmas we'll just buy you a big wooden cross. And the next time you feel so unappreciated, you can just climb up there and nail yourself."
5: Oh, it. I know you used that shit on me before. <laughs> this this motherfucker Trey, when we were over on that other network, the, the this this is this is the whole antithesis to why we're not there anymore. We had an. See, argument. I'm an asshole to January. We had an argument on this very show, on the incarnation of Wrestling News Live over on the WrestleView Radio Network back in 2009. It was the end of 2009. It was the last week of December. And me and Trey got into an argument over who has a bigger impact in professional wrestling, Hulk Hogan and TNA or Bret Hart back in the WWE. I chose Bret Hart. He chose Hulk Hogan. We chose to disagree. I'm in the middle of talking and Trey just cuts me off and just keeps on going. And it pisses me off because I don't like being cut off. And then I said, are you going to let me finish? And then Trey goes, well, the last time I checked, it's my motherfucking show, you know? And so me and him kind of duked it out. We kind of got into it. And then we both got fired. And this carried over to the next night on, on plugged in, which was the, the show that's now unplugged. Um, and this carried over and, and, me and Trey kind of went went at it in the fucking chat room, and Trey actually said, "Well, you know, why don't you, you know, put yourself up on the cross, you know?" And I was just like, "What?" And so, I mean, that whole thing, because we had an argument on the air, and people bitched about it to the upper uh, upper management over it was at WrestleMania.
7: It was bad for business that I argue with a guest.
5: Yeah. Because of that, we were both let go. And then here we are three years later, kicking everybody's ass on Monday nights.
7: Full
9: circle.
7: Well, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at Caitlin's titties in the chat room.
5: Well, there you go.
9: Whoa.
7: She's got some pretty titties. She's a
9: really oh, hot chick for a big chick. Oh, wow. Link? Oh, well, let me go and look for that, Link. Y'all have a nice night.
7: All right, man.
5: Titties! He left us for titties, but I don't believe him. I'd do the same thing. All right, man. Thanks.
7: <laughs> Caitlin got some nice titties.
5: Some nice titties. Alright, on that note, I think it's time to get out of here. I do have a special song of the night.
7: I kind of figured you would.
5: Did you? I do. I, w-
7: I wasn't even going to suggest one because I knew you'd have one ready.
5: Oh yeah, I've got one ready. You know, and, and if I could preface this before we kick it over to JSK. Let's go back to 19, what was it? 80, I think it was 84. 1984. The King of Pop, Michael Jackson.
7: Break out your cardboard and your parachute pants.
5: He said this so poetically in one of his songs, ladies and gentlemen. doesn't matter who's right or wrong, just beat it. And if you don't like the show, and you have a problem with what we've done here, then take those take those lyrics very literal and beat it, because we don't want you here. For those of you that enjoy the show and want to be here, thank you. We appreciate you guys. That's why we do it. For the fans, by the fans. At the end of the day, Trey and I are fans. So on that note, we're going to kick it over to JSK. I want everybody to remember all the programming here on the SNS Radio Network. We've kind of rehashed it through multiple calls tonight, but uh, the Pro Wrestling Rewind on Wednesday Live, Unplugged on Friday Live. Check that out. All the podcasts, the Elite Force podcast, Beyond the Bell, uh, Running the Ropes, the Open Book, uh, you name it, it's on this network. Check it out. Make sure you give all the shows a listen and like them. But on that note... Can
7: I just say before we end that the phone call portion of the night is probably my favorite part of the night. Yeah. And I truly enjoyed all the phone calls we took tonight. And in the future, if we have to shorten other segments to make sure we take more phone calls, I would love to do that. But that's going to mean that you guys have to continue to call in. Yeah. We shouldn't have to have a burning of the bras rally to, uh, Get you to call in. We want you to call in every, every week.
5: And, you know what? And I want to say this. There's a lot of people that tried it to get It doesn't even tonight. have
7: to be about wrestling.
5: Yeah. There's a lot of people that tried to get through tonight that I couldn't get to. Um, so. and, and, you know, I want you guys to call in next week. I want to yeah. make sure that we do get you.
7: And make sure you're posting regularly on the Facebook page. That thing's growing. Tell your friends about it. If you don't have any friends, grab a complete stranger at a grocery store and tell them about it.
5: That's right. Make them, make them sign up.
7: Because we want you there also. But I definitely want to stress more phone calls, more listener interaction on the phones. That's what is my favorite part of this show. And when that dies, my joy of doing the show dies. So keep those calls coming. We appreciate each and every one of you.
5: Absolutely. And on that note, we want to thank you again for listening. We'll catch you next week for another thrilling episode of Wrestling News Live. Don't forget this Sunday... We're going to be back for Over the Limit Sunday night Over Show. Over the Limit. So check that show out with myself. Uh, I believe Mark the Shark Carlo will be here, and I think Rick's going to join us, possibly Boom Boom.
7: I'd like to thank Caitlin's titties.
5: Um, I, I'd like to thank them too.
7: I mean, I, I am so divided that I can't tell if I'm a right boob guy or a left boob guy. I'm right down the middle.
5: Well, there you go. But on that note, while we uh, – while Trey looks at the t, t-, 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 t-
7: Funky is on a roll! Funky is on a roll!
5: I bet it is. On that note, JSK, take us out of here, man. And we'll see you next week for another thrilling edition, or at least entertaining edition, of Wrestling News Live. Good night, folks. Cool. With that being said, thank you very much
0: for listening to the show. Thanks for everybody uh, that participates in the forum boards, and thanks for everybody participating in the chat room. Until next week, Peace 420, kiss my ass. Good night, white people. I'm out.
5: Bronx, this is not a song about masturbation. Put the snap crackle and cock away.
7: You OD on Germany?
5: are not going to believe this. Trey is fucking moonwalking right now. Front,
1: we're
5: Matt Hardy can do it sideways.
7: Music on the planet, you couldn't find a go-home song that said just get the fuck out?
5: Nah, we had to beat it. Alright. It's all good. Good night, you crazy motherfuckers.
7: Beat it.
6: not affiliated with the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, or any other professional wrestling and or entertainment companies, and exclusive to the SNS Radio Network.
5: in session. The Honorable Judge J.J. Sexate now presiding. I find the defendant, Jacob Cahill, guilty of crimes and I sentence him to banishments. And with that said, WNL 514 says, we just owned your ass. Good night, motherfucker. Now,
7: instead of listening to our show and texting and calling and writing funny little emails, You have been sentenced to a lifetime of fucking your fat wife. We apologize.